All right, six pack Lapidac, joined by Paul Marinzin. And today, this is the big one. We always get a lot of messages, people asking, when does the big Raw Nats preview show come on? Uh, people like the, the breakdowns division by division, people like the picks, what battles to look out for. And we got two very special guests, okay? We have our boy, Joey Flex, who's been on, well, both these gentlemen are been on multiple times in this role. But as our export analysts, Joey Flex, who's got roughly 30 or more lifters, uh, a lot of them contenders, and uh, definitely, uh, and you've won some best team awards, no, right there, Joey? Yeah, but Matt will tell you, you know, we don't try to put too much weight into that because if people really wanted, Matt, Matt could just put Ray, uh, <laughs> Dennis. Um, what was it, what's his name? Dave Ray. He just stack them. So it's really more for um, it's more for the the guy, the kids on the team. You know, it's more like a camaraderie thing. It's like a, you know, yeah, we're a part of this thing. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's fun every year. It's always really crazy. Um, this year, I don't know how they're gonna do it with less days. Last year was really really hectic and it was a lot of days it was from tuesday i think to sunday i'm pretty sure it was tuesday to sunday um and it was like manageable but it was still kind of crazy and now it's like more people less days i'm assuming same amount of platforms so uh, we might be there till 1 a.m every day who knows <laughs> could be and um good segue for our other special guests multiple time guests uh in this role again doing the picks expert in scouting matt gary from the u.s national team matt thank you for joining us once again thank you for having me it's an honor and uh chairman of the u.s national team is that right i'm the chairman of the coaching committee coaching so committee yeah that's right yep i'm the coaching chairman and so i provide oversight to our 12 or 13 national team coaches and um we had gotten some questions uh, when we told some people, okay, some people messaged ahead of time. I didn't release who was going to be on this show yet. I'll probably drop this on the weekend, but um, people are already hitting me up. When's it coming out? Who are you going to have? I said, Joey Flex and Matt, and we got some questions right off the top. A lot of Joey Flex is the low-hanging fruit. He probably gets asked all the time about handling two guys facing each other, yada, yada. Um, that juicy stuff we'll talk about in a minute, but... Matt, for yourself, a lot of people are asking, can you ask Matt about, because um, this is not only U.S. Raw Nationals, which is an amazing title in and of itself, but um, also a selection process for the world team. And some people had, you know, just want a, a little rundown on that selection process. So um, if you got a minute, we can maybe rush over that or take yeah, time with it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So uh, just matter of factly, in order to qualify to go to IPF Classic, that's Raw Worlds, you have to compete at Raw Nationals. And so this is our once per year annual event and you have to uh, come and you have to compete uh, in your weight class and obviously in your respective age group, you have to win your weight class, you have to win your age group, whatever that may be. Um, clearly, if you get drug tested, you've got to pass your drug test. And that grants you an invitation to be on the national team. And then the, the, uh, the head coaches will send out an invitation 
to the winners, and the winners uh, will have a timeline in which they need to respond. And um, and some of them uh, will will decline uh, just because you know sometimes it's finances, uh, personal situations. Uh, people uh, are involved in the military and, and involved in service, and sometimes can't get off. We've had women actually uh, get pregnant at times and not be able to compete due to that. Um, of course, people get injured, etc. So, but matter of factly, the win the winners of each weight class and and the age group are the ones who get the invitations. And so, as you know, by the IPF rule, the maximum amount of lifters you're allowed to take per weight class is two. So in a, in a best case scenario, ideally, we would like to fill our team with, with one per. We would like to have one female representative in every weight class, and we would like to have one male representative in every weight class. Um, th that would be great because it just spreads out the team. It gives us equal representation, and that's a best case scenario. The reality is is that life doesn't always work out that way. And so oftentimes we will have to dip into our alternate pool uh, because someone declines. Or in the case of this year, we could potentially have two people winning weight classes, but who are rendered uh, ineligible because of competing in other uh, organizations and so on and so forth. And we'll get to that when the time comes. But when we dip into the alternate pool, uh, the alternate selections are now done by what we call the Carpino formula or a Carpino score. And so we'll take your score at Raw Nationals and we will compare your total on a three-year Carpino. So we take your total and we compare it to where you would have theoretically placed at the last three IPF World Championships. And so we average that score and each lifter would get a, a Carpino average. So let's just make it easy. Let's say that you had an alternate, somebody who placed second at Raw Nationals, and uh, their Carpe their total matched up and it would have given them a Carpino score of a two one year, which means they would have presumably uh, come in second place, a three another year, and a four the other year. So that would be an average Carpino score of three. So they would have an average placing of bronze. And so we match that Carpino score up against other people, and clearly the people with the lowest Carpino scores are, are going to be ranked the highest. Now, in the case when we have two people who tie on Carpino score, we'll go to a four-year Carpino, followed by a five-year Carpino, and then after that, we consider Wilkes. But we threw the Wilkes scores out of the window uh, after last year because, frankly, Wilkes doesn't matter at World Championships. It's all about total. It's all about yeah. placing. Uh, the Wilkes is absolutely irrelevant other than just selecting your best lifter. So we switched to the Carpino score, and it enables us to, to fill out uh, our roster with the, with with the best uh, with the strongest team possible, and so that's how we're going to do it this year. And uh, and we can get in once we get into these individual matchups, kind of how I foresee that playing out. But that's how the selection works, and so that's why you'll see occasionally. You know, that's why this past year we had two 105s. We had Bryce Lewis, and we had Garrett Blevins. Mm -hmm. You know, because we didn't we didn't have a 120, and you know, so on and so forth. So th that's the reason sometimes you'll see us doubled up in weight classes. We had Calhoun and Thompson, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that that's how the team is selected. You got to win your weight class, and then we go to Carpino. I like it because Wilkes we've seen is skewed in certain weight classes as well. 83 kilo, 93 kilo compared to a super heavyweight, or the heavier you get, Wilkes affects you differently. So. Um, it, it doesn't tell the whole tale anyways, that's for sure. That's right. I have a question. I have a quick question. Um, if This is for Matt. If a lifter in the juniors uh, wins his junior class and he out-totals the open lifter um, because he did not enter 
open, is he still, is he like locked in in junior or would he have yes. No, he's locked in at junior. Okay. Yeah. And okay. so, yeah. And so we can, so in the case also on your previous podcast, I know you just recently had Amanda Lawrence, and we're going to get into that matchup, obviously, with Amanda and Daniela. So the two of those lifters have opened into – have entered into the open as well as the juniors. So clearly whomever wins that battle is going to place first in either. And logic would just automatically tell you – you know, so let's just say hypothetically that Daniela wins, okay, because she won last year. So let's just say for the sake of conversation right now, Daniela wins. So she would win the juniors and she would win the open. She gets to choose which one she wants to lift on. Presumably she'll take the open slot because that's what she took last year. She's the defending world champion. That does not automatically mean that Amanda, as the second place junior finisher, would get the junior spot. What it means is we would use her Carpino score and compare it. And the fact of the matter is, is and, and this is not being conceded, the U.S. team is so deep and we're so strong that there may be some other girls, some other juniors, that presumably could have even have a higher Carpino score than her. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's unlikely, but it's possible. So it doesn't automatically mean that Amanda Lawrence would go in that junior slot at 84. We may not, you know, it, it, it just, it has to play out via the formula. So, so basically if you're a junior, you might as well sign up for both and see what absolutely. happens. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to bring it up, uh, I'm pretty sure we're just going to go over open uh, in this. Yeah, this yeah Because yeah. Uh, so yeah. Matt, Matt Aramoni is um, he's very close to Charles, uh, and he gets to pull last, but he gets to lift before. Um, so, you know, it could have a weird situation where uh, if he did beat Charles, it would edge him, and, and I'm sure there would have to be some sort of mistake on Charles' end, like maybe with the weight cut or something, but... Uh, I was just thinking hypothetically, could it happen? But he did only enter junior, so it's like I don't even think that's a uh, yeah. Um, you know, if he didn't enter the open, then it's like you gotta go for the right. Exactly. Junior, it is. Is there any other juniors before we hop in there? Um, you bring up a good point, Joey. Maybe is there any highlighted juniors or masters we should take a look at before we hop into this division by division? You mean like that didn't? Enter that could potentially yeah. you know, do well in the open. Yeah. I mean, just not I'm pretty sure it. most of them did both. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Ray is our super. I was thinking about uh, Jason Mike, but he he's a master, but he's a super. He's not a. I don't think he's light enough to go 120. And then we'll get into. I was gonna. I'm glad Matt's here. I'm not sure. Uh, like, is Dennis eligible? I'm sure we'll go over that for worlds. Oh, yep. You know, and all that stuff. So. And Ashton and all that. So, yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that when we get. I don't want to burst the bubble yet. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. you said? You had a couple like uh, tidbits to drop on us. So okay. Yeah. And Joey, I yeah. know you. I know you. Uh, you're a busy man. If you got a dip at any point, Joey, you just let us know. You dip. We continue on. And um, and we'll. I'll let you know. Okay. I'll give you a heads up. Sounds good. So let's start it off. Do you guys want to start with the, the men, the women? How you guys want to do this? I'm pretty open. Well, or do you want to do day by day, October 11th? And I should probably pull, it, pull up the prime time right now. Yeah, I've got everything in front of me. You can, you, you call the shots, man. I'm ready to roll. Matt, yeah, you Matt can start, start with, let's start with uh, Joey. Right here, brother. There's the winners. <laughs> that's the pick. Oh. That's the pick. Well, we should start lightest to heaviest, probably, right? Should we yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's October fine. 11th? Start, start with the ladies. Start with the ladies? 47? I'm thinking, like, 
I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking Heather Connor, IPF World Champion 2017. What do yep. you guys say? Well, uh, real, real, real quick, for this prime time, uh, I'm assuming they just picked eight. They didn't do any percentage of uh, entries. They literally just picked eight because uh, that looks like a lot of 47s, and that's typically like an extremely shallow class, you know what I mean, in terms of like attendees because uh, it's so small. So I'm assuming that this year they just said, you know, we're going to take six to eight people from each class, and that'll be it instead of like 15, 93s, you know, 13, 105s. Looks like. You know, a, yeah, then smaller and smaller down the road. You would think um, so because there's a lot of, yeah, 59 kilo men, which, um, you know, men who lift weights, usually you just get heavier and heavier, bigger, bigger, right? So, and there's absolutely eight. At the very yeah, least. it looks like they just took eight instead of like uh, percentage, which is interesting. This first day is going to be packed. Yeah, I don't know too much about 47, so Matt, if you want to go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that to be Heather, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Heather Connor, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's a lock. I think we're all pretty much in the greens. Heather's an absolute monster. Um, yep. Hopefully she goes to Sweden. What do you think? You're I Heather? mean, definitely Heather, yeah. And um, if you look at the nominated totals, she's way class. above yeah. everybody it, else. So. It would have to be disaster. Um, and hopefully she goes to the Worlds. I mean, I don't know if on the world stage if too many people are going to battle her out. Yeah, not unless Weiling Chen shows up. And I don't foresee that happening because she's been dealing with some knee injuries and stuff and taking some time off. But, I mean, yeah. Okay, so we we got that one down. 52 kilo. Uh, gentlemen, I know you guys <laughs> might be a little biased. Watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like – like I just want to com- I just want to compete. You know, like we we've done our preparation. She, you know, Tina. Obviously, I'm gonna root for Tina. Yeah. Um, you know, Susie. Uh, she looked good in that squat she put up. Um, you know, Marissa's always there. It's like, okay, here's a here's the thing. That girl Ruth Thatch. She's hurt, but. Yeah. With the momentum she was gaining, she looked like she was going to be a threat, but then she got hurt, and now it's, like, taking forever for her to get back. Mm. Um, she's actually – I think she's from here, California, so uh, – I think she I think she withdrew, didn't she? Yeah, I think I she's out. on there. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Her, her name's there, but uh, I know that. Yeah, yeah she's um, on the athlete's list, but it's – The way – I mean, it's always, like – this class has always got – you have, like – Susie, who's like the OG legend, then you have Marissa, who's there, she's been lifting for like 25 years, you know, and Tina's like the young one uh, trying to come up over the last couple of years, and then, you, you know, over time, we're going to start seeing more young faces, but it's like, you've had these two, you know, like Susie and Marissa have been um, kind of like the standard, or like what to, what to like, you know, there's going to be them too, you know, what to kind of match, or, or that's, that's what you want to chase, right? Yeah. And I think uh, I I don't know. Like, if they didn't exist, I don't know if Tina would push herself as hard. And I think that's uh, the case across all the weight classes where you have like one or two that are just at the top, and then everybody's going for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you got yourself in the fifty twos, two legends of the sport between those two women, Inda and Susie. You got. Um, if you want to count how many world records, like a million titles, like it's, yeah, like it's, and they're experienced. So one I'm saying coming up behind them in, and chasing in their footprints, um, they set, they set big goals for you, but 
it's exciting to see, you know, the next generation every year. It's like, is this the year? And, you know, they push the benchmark so high in terms of the expectations from the U.S. Um, so it's, it's going to be a tough standard. Uh, I'm expecting a battle, no doubt. What do you think, my friend? Oh, I mean, I'm going with Marissa. Her Are you going with Marissa? Yeah, her training's been looking good. It's... She did have a 400, she's... 400 pound pull in the gym. Um, I mean, she's absolutely a, a beast. Um, yeah, freak, it's, it's going to be tough. Like, what do you guys think in terms of scouting? Obviously, I want to ask you who you think is going to win. But in terms of scouting, what have you guys seen in terms of, is there any notes to throw out there? I, will, I, will, I mean, Matt, you can go first if you want. Oh, no, I mean, I, I just, so, yeah, I mean, the, um, I, here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to, all the pressure's on Marisa. She's the defending champ, right? And so she has to come out there and show and prove and, and, and come back out and make another statement and, and reclaim, uh, you know, or, or just continue that trend. And I'm, and I'm picking her to win. Um, Susie has, has dropped out of the open. So I'm just letting you know, that's a, uh-huh. that's a, that's a small flight. You're, you're in a flight of six people. So that's gonna be like, that's gonna be that's gonna be like a track meet because that that other girl dropped out and so that's gonna be a really short flight. So so Susie dropped out. She's gonna lift her in the daytime uh, for a couple of reasons. It just lines up better with our coaching schedule. Uh, she didn't want to lift at night and also she can go after some master world or master American records, uh, particularly in the bench press, so that she doesn't have to take. Uh, a whole number uh, competing in the open. So that was the strategic move for her moving down out of prime time. So Susie will not be lifting in the prime time. She's not running or ducking anybody. I mean, the writing is on the wall. In order for Susie to win, she'd literally have to go nine for nine, hit PRs, and Tina and Marisa would both have to miss a few lifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it goes. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Tina is, is strong. She's nipping at Marisa's heels, and I think she's going to put up a good fight. Um, but I think it would. I think Marisa would have to make a couple of mistakes for Tina to sneak in there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I will. I will say just because I'm, you know, very obviously I work with Tina. Um, this is the best her training has ever looked. Yep. Um, but I, it's still just shy of Marissa's best day. But mm-hmm. the question is, you know, if I'm looking at Marissa's training, and she'll probably tell you herself, it her training is good and strong, but is it her best ever? You know. It's going to be really, really close. The big question is, and this is going to be the big variable for a lot of these matchups, is like, you know, you have to convince the judges that you're low enough. Yeah. You have to pause your bench long enough. Those things, you know, with all these classes, if somebody misses and somebody makes, that's that could that's it. You and know what I, was, what I, mean? it's like, I was going to mention that as well. That it's if somebody like, misses a third squat and someone makes a third squat, it's huge. Yeah, but, but at the same time, it's like they both kind of struggle with that. Yeah. You know, Tina and Marissa, they're both like, right on. I don't know what it's about yeah. a little. It's like it, it could literally shift. You're right. It could shift in the squats. Uh, both the girls are extremely strong, no doubt. Bench press, deads. But uh, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't confidently say this person's winning. But I could say, you know, Tina's going to be on point. Marissa needs to be on point. That's that's yeah. literally what I could say from my perspective. Fair enough. I think. The, the, the favorite, like most people decide with Inda because she's a defending champ. It's, uh, it's easy, but Tina is, I mean, every year that passes, you got to ask yourself, is this that year, right? Yeah. And Tina's right. definitely I, the number one contender to, 
to threaten the throne, no doubt about it. And I think it's going to come down to squats. I think you're going to know right off the top. Yeah, that's that's honestly... It's, look, you, the meet could be over after a squat. Yeah, you yeah. Know? if somebody's not hitting depth... If someone goes call. one for three, that's it. You know, oh, so that's yeah. Definitely. Too close. Um, so the 59-kilo men, I don't know much about the 59-kilo, except for Ramos and um, seeing him at the Worlds and all types of strong... Um, what, what about you? Oh, Andres? Okay, yeah. So I have two guys in there, Shorty and Andres. Um, Cole is looking like he will probably be ahead of us unless he makes some mistakes just because, I mean, he's got to be – he's pretty well-rounded. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about uh, Brennigan. Is that how you say his name? Coleman? Yeah. I don't know anything about him. I just know that uh, my goal is to, you know, obviously I want Shorty – you, I don't know if you guys remember Shorty. He, he competed in 2015, 2016. Uh, they took a year off, came back. He's been doing good, but um, we switched him over to high bar just because he's just been having problems with low bar. Uh, and he's really doing this meet to just go nine for nine, do be like a comeback to nationals and have fun. Um, so, you know, it, it, I think, it, I think you know, Cole might get first, and then I would, I don't, like I said, I'm 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 planning on a second for Andres unless somebody screws up, but uh, it's hard to say because I don't know all these guys and I just gotta focus on my dudes and make sure everybody executes. And then if we get if you go nine for nine, do all your preparation, you do everything, and you get beat, you can't be mad. Yeah, agreed. What are you what are you saying there, Matt? What do you, what's your picks in the fifty nine? Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Cole Metz as well. He he trains. Uh, he's at Midland University in Nebraska. He's got Tim Anderson as his coach. Um, I've been following his training a little bit. You know, he won sub-junior worlds in Belarus. And, uh, yeah, that's my pick, Cole Metz. Wait, is Dalton not competing? Yeah, he's not not listed anywhere. That's crazy. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Hmm. Okay, well, I don't know much about the 59s. I'm going to roll with Cole then. You're probably just going to say, I'm in the same boat. I don't know very much about the 59s, so I'm going Cole. I'm going to opt out. 57 kilo women? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, so this, you know, this was a class that was previously or most recently dominated by Jennifer Milliken. As we all know, as we all know, Jennifer, uh, decided to move up. I think that was a wise decision. Uh, and now, so you're looking at, you're looking at uh, Megan Scanlon is kind of nominated in that top slot. You've got uh, Christina Perhatchi is, uh, is not too far behind. She's been making some good games. She's working with TSA, Eric Bodhorn, the strength athlete, that whole crew. But I'm looking for, uh, for Megan to take it. So, you know, Megan was a 63, and so she's come down. So it's, it's like Milliken and Megan, you know, uh, switch, switch positions there in terms of weight class. Um, and she's M- Megan's got such a big squat. It's just like man, she jumps out to such an early lead. If she can make three squats, it's it's just gonna be hard, really really hard for anybody else to close the gap. She might be the only um, the girl that I'm most familiar with. Obviously, yeah, Jennifer was just running it in 57 for so long that uh, well, past few years, anyways. But um, I would definitely have these women lean towards Megan. What do you think, Joey? Is there someone in there you see popping up? Besides if Megan is the girl that I think that I'm thinking about, was she at nationals last year? The blonde girl. She competed. Yes. Um, does she do weightlifting also? Yes, she does. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. she looks. She looks really strong in Jack. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she's uh, definitely Jack. She's put together for she, powerlifting. She looks a little far ahead, so I think she's probably just gonna run away with it. 
and uh, 66 kilo men. So we got defending IPF world champion uh, Charles Akpoko. Um, I think he would probably be the the uh, the favorite. Very rarely is a defending IPF world champion not a favorite, except for, and we'll get to that later on, huh, gentlemen? We got quite the battle <laughs> in the 93s. But um, I'm thinking Charles is an early favorite for 66 as uh, taking a look this, here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, at Worlds, um, you know, we're out, we were staying in the same place and we're just talking about his cut and I saw him like going through the cut and then I saw how he performed. And uh, I believe he did equip lifting before and he's pretty experienced. So, um, you know, I don't, I think he has experience on his side. He's very strong. He's very well-rounded. Um, you know, and he is a big, I think he's the biggest squatter there, right? Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, because yeah. he, he has the world record in the squat. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think, like, you know, when you can open with a big squat and just kind of, like, it's like, it's almost like kickoff. If you just destroy them, you know, yeah. stop them, like, on the two-yard line or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, it, it kinda it's almost like returning shakes to, yeah. <laughs> for a touchdown, the first play of the yeah, game. Yeah, there you like go. This. So, uh, you know, it's... He's going to have to make mistakes, I think, if any of these guys are going to catch him just because. Um, I have one guy in there, uh, but, you know, we're going to have to pull big. It's literally, literally, it's going to be like Charles establishes his total. We have like a million guys trying to pull over him <laughs> at yeah. the end. Um, yeah. You know, but, uh, um, you know, now that I think about it, Matt, uh, using this new way of, of choosing um, the, the alternate, uh, it's kind of, it, it's, it's very relevant. I think it's like way more beneficial for the team because you can see how you did against the, in, in world placings. So you would have to kind of like, as a coach go in and be like, okay, I have the totals of what world was and like yep. where, you know, obviously you would need to beat you would need to beat these people, but you would like, it just brings another dynamic, just yeah. more depth to like, like you might, do, you might now we might make a choice and people might say, Hey, like, why did you do that? It's like, Oh, because we're, you know, we would have gotten second and we're really got our first at worlds, you know, the last two years, but we wouldn't have beaten because us is so deep. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah. first and second right. place could right. be miles ahead of other countries. Look at three kilo women. The year that, um, us, uh, I forget, I think horn won and U.S. didn't have someone in there, that That's year, fair. for sure, it, it opens up the door. Yeah. 100%, Joey, it's, it's good strategy. No, it's going to make a very interesting strategy it makes it interesting. for coaches. Like yeah. I said, you're no longer going to be pulling for the win. You might be pulling for a It's actually a good amount of research that now that goes into it. Um, you know, like, to, you'd have to consider all these things, and, and it's just a lot of, like, it's a lot of work on, I mean, on Matt's, whoever's choosing the team, you know, it's a lot of work on there, too, because they have to do the research. They have to be very familiar with, you know, the, the everything that went through. So it's actually better. Uh, you know, at first when there was a change, everybody was like, what, what is this new way? But now it's like, now that you think about it, it's like a really, really, um, there's a lot that goes behind it. So it's almost better than, uh, uh, you know, Wilkes is kind of, Wilkes is like, they just try to find one way to define you as a lifter through a number, you know, and it's it like almost work. impossible to do it doesn't with work. so many different weight classes. Like, how are you going to compare Ray to like, you know, out of the Marissa or something. It's yeah. like, you can't. And it's a very old score. It's it's 25 or 30 years old, and it's based on old data, and it needs to be revamped. And, and, and in my opinion, they should have one for equipped and one for classic. And that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a whole yeah. other conversation. But, yeah, to your point, this is going to help us field the strongest team, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, so that being said, I think we're all in agreement with Charles. Yep. Um, and, I, and I believe you got um, – 
Sean Ariega, your boy Sean's got somebody in there in the 66. That's a massive deadlifter. Who's that? He's a junior. Uh, oh, okay, so he's a junior. Got Matt Aramoni, uh, Matt, Matthew Aramoni. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to call his numbers for him in the early sessions. He's, he's young, but he just moved up. And he's got a lot of emotion coming into this, and I'm just going to really try to calm him down and just get him to put it out there. Um, he shouldn't have a problem winning the juniors. Uh, it really sucked when I found out that he didn't enter open because now we can't chip any type of record or anything. Like, I'm pretty sure because he's a junior, or even if he would have entered open, if you're competing against opens, Matt, you can correct me anywhere if I screw up. Um, if you're in the open and you try to chip a junior record, it's not going to count towards your total because it's not fair for the open lifters going against you that can't chip the same record. Correct. Yeah, so we're not going to be able to chip anything. I mean, I'm sure he could chip uh, a junior record, but it's like he's probably going to open over that. Um, he's just a big deadlifter. He was a very lean 59 that was cutting hard, which was, you know, kind of very temporary. And then now he moved up. Uh, he's still lean. And everything, you know, just that nutrient partitioning when you're such low body fat, you just mm -hmm. make all these gains and you're young and um, kind of what happened with Charlie, which we'll talk about when we get there. Actually, Charlie's not even in the prime time, so I don't know if you guys put him down. Well, we'll but, talk about yeah, him when we we'll get there, though. He's, yeah. He has to be in discussion. No question about that. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. How about the 74s? This looks like, so on the top, it's top heavy, right? Uh, Taylor, when he's on his A game, my God, what he did at the Arnold Classic was... Rattling, shocking. Uh, Why didn't he cut? It was like it was very minimal. It was like a kilo. Yeah, there was no. He. It was like seventy-five point whatever kilo that he weighed in. Yeah. He could have easily cut. Um, it's an excellent question, Mike. Why? But he's cutting now, and if he does anything around there, seven eighty-five. My God, I, I don't. He's a runaway favorite, I would assume. But beneath him, yeah. looks like we got some battles. I mean, Steven is always, you know, Steven's strong. He's just very young, and I think uh, I haven't really been paying attention to his training. But he doesn't post. You always, you always got that young, that young variable. You know, it's like you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Matt? What What, what are you thinking there? Yeah, Taylor, that with the whole way until you know, no disrespect to Steven, but until he. Uh, get some more polish and refinement behind his attempt selection and his lifts. He's just wildly inconsistent, freakishly strong, but just too inconsistent and just, you know, very rarely makes eight or nine attempts and you're going to need all to use all nine bullets in your gun to be that wood. Yeah. So, oh, you can't yeah. miss. You better I mean, you can't, you absolutely can't miss a damn thing. So Taylor, yeah. Taylor's going to win. And Taylor's training has been looking great on Instagram. Well, like it's, yeah. It's, yep. He's not missing a beat right now. I mean, honestly, even if he was missing a beat, he'd be a heavy. Yeah, player. he can still come in and he, he could, uh, yeah, and put together. A he could probably pistol squat his opener and be okay and <laughs> still be in the lead. But um, yeah, is there anybody here who's battling for podium in seventy four that we think? Uh, is there any other battles? Like, I think Blake's going to be on that podium. It'd be hard to see him not. Eric Lapointe. Um, yep. Yeah, Eric Lapointe. Yep. And that pretty that's, much rounds out the 74s we're thinking. Hey, but in terms of national team selection, that's the bigger picture. We're going to see Taylor, obviously, again, IPF world champion. Very hard to unseat a world champion at the nationals. Um, except for, we'll see later. But, uh, <laughs> October 12th. Okay, now we're getting into Friday. The weekend's starting, gentlemen. And let's kick it up with the 63s. This is a battle 
a rematch. Everybody loves seeing Jennifer Thompson and Sam Calhoun, but now we got Jennifer Milliken. Yep. This is the clash of the titans here. This this is probably the, the most I, high- I don't even know. I don't Ooh. even know what to say. I, I think uh, <laughs> it literally could be, you know, I, I will say that I believe uh, Sam is the biggest deliver. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, so yeah. she'll have that advantage. Um, I think, Matt, you would probably know more about her training than I would, right? Who do you guys uh, think is the biggest uh, bencher, though? <laughs> you, you know, yeah. here's the thing. And, 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 <laughs> I know. Like, and, and Jen just like did like three hundo for for a double pause. And I mean, so it's and she's gonna bench like three fifteen, three twenty. We know that. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be crazy. That's literally. I, I honestly, uh, I mean, I don't know how much stronger Jen Milliken's got by moving up, but. Yep. Um, you she, know, I don't know how far she is from Sam and them, but it's going to be... The, the beautiful thing here is, okay, you have two reigning IPF world champions about to go head-to-head. Not- and then Sam Calhoun, who missed out on world championship by three kilo, everyone decided after the fact, 2020 hindsight, she probably had that three kilo on there. So she was right in there. This is as close a battle as you're going to get. And we're talking nothing but any one of these three ladies could be a world champion. I Wait, is Sam pulling? Is did Sam pull a record? Is that yeah. why Sweet oh, yeah. Heels? Yeah, she yeah. pulled a world. Or was it? She pulled All a world right, record, so. so she had a decision to make: take silver, pull a world record, risk it, go for gold. But she had never pulled this much before, and this is our yeah. first worlds. So she's like, look, let's not risk everything. I'm young, and she. I mean, if that. there's people right on her tails, if you screw up, you know, you get third, and then it's like, nice, no, screwed. So. Oh yeah. yeah. You'd rather rather be safe and try to go as high as you can without tipping than, um, no. You know, now I know yeah. Matt. Matt, you have handled Sam, but I'll be yes. Susan, I will be coaching her again at this competition. Yeah, and you yeah. guys get the most out of Sam like I ain't never seen. Last year's nationals, I swear to God, if a snowflake fell on the bar, she wouldn't make it. Came out like every third attempt was that. It was, every third attempt was the fight of her life grinder, and she got it every time you asked her to put it. You put it on the bar, asked it of her, and she got it. And afterwards, I was like, never seen anybody go nine for fucking nine, and for sure left all the kilos on the platform. You know what I mean? So um, at the very least, we know if it's going to take a nine for nine performance, Sam's good for it. Um, I think she's going to need it, but if the IPF Worlds was an indication, she's right flipping there. She's right. She's got three kilos more in it. It's definitely going to come down, to, I think, to nine for nine performance. If this so guy, I guess the question would be, is is Jen getting better as much as Sam is getting better? Which Jen are we talking about right now, though? Ooh, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know what Joey's. I know what Joseph's referring to. Yeah. So I'll actually. Yeah. So I spoke to. Um, I spoke to Jen's coach this morning, Wade Johnson. Or actually, that's her. That's a, he. He doesn't write her programming, but he. Um, he trains with her, and he's basically oversees her training. And so one of the things that um, a lot of people had forgotten, and that Jen really didn't put out too much on social media, is if for a large part of this past year, Jen was sick. She had the. She had shingles leading into um, IPF Worlds. So that was one of the reasons that her performance dipped a little bit. And so now she's been in a caloric surplus, as we've all seen. She's no longer cutting weight. Um, uh, let's not forget that she's the world record holder in the squat at 57 kilos. Yeah. So it's not out of 
the realm of possible, and, and that's at 174 and a half kilos is her world record. So, let, I mean, presumably with the additional body weight, I mean, I'm expecting her fully to squat at least five and probably maybe even seven and a half more kilos just yeah. with the additional body weight. So if you add that, I'm sure she's picked up probably five kilos in the bench and she's probably picked up at least that much, five, maybe even 10 in the deadlift. So you're looking at a, at a woman who could be adding 20 to 25 kilos to her already world record total of 57. So Milliken is definitely going to be in the mix. Um, she will pull after Thompson because she's a heavier, she's a better deadlifter than Thompson. Um, like I said, I'll be coaching Calhoun along with my wife, Susie. Um, we work with her many times. Uh, we do have the advantage because Calhoun will be pulling last, but we've got to, as, as Joseph said, I mean, and as Paul said, you know, she's got to be nine for nine. We, we know that, I mean, this is going to come down to, to attempt selection and it's going to come down to, you know, which, which woman can execute and, and, and stack the most successful attempts on that day. And so, you know, we know what's in front of us. Uh, we're, you know, Calhoun uh, took the world record. Uh, you know, that was kind of a strategic uh, thing, as you said. And, um, but, but, but this time it's, it's for a national team slot and, and we're, you know, she's going to, we're going to put it on the bar. I can tell you that right it. now. Yeah, so. can't risk it. Yeah. At the world, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. on the bar. And I think, um, when she looks at the video of her last deadlift, the world record deadlift, I think she told herself, look, I'm glad I made the call. It's the right decision at the time. But yeah. I think I had the three kilo and that ain't going to happen next time. You're not going to get the th you're not getting those extra three kilo out of me now. It, like yeah. speaking towards Jen Thompson. I think if I got a pick and look, I'm a massive Jen Thompson fan. I love her story. I love the legends in the game that the living legends when they walk in the room, it's like, that's David Riggs. That's Jen Thompson. That's Ryan Lapidat. See what I did there? But I love that shit. And um, I love how her story when she, like, uh, against the thickest 63-kilo class we've ever seen at the Worlds. I mean, that the thickest, most craziest 63-kilo class. She's coming off a career-ending injury at 44 years old. The doctor's like, your career's over. Get like It was a brutal injury, and she's like, this isn't how the story ends. And she walks in, and not a year when nobody showed up. She walks in a year when it was stacked and, um, and won it. And I love that story. Um, I think if they, she, they make a Disney movie about Jen Thompson, that's where it ends and it'd be beautiful. And I think Sam, it, this should be Sam Calhoun's time. Now the question mark for me, I haven't seen Jennifer Milliken who was 2017 the, the female best lifter of all the world championships, best lifter of the world. She, you know, that says something. I haven't seen her 63. That's the only reason why I, against competition is thick, I can't pick her because I haven't right. seen it. I got to see. We're guessing five kilo here, 10 kilo there. It's guesswork, though. Some right. people oh, move up. Sure. Some people move up. It's not drastic. Some people cut down yeah. and they seem to get the same weight. I, I think I'm going to go with Sam. And then between the two Jennifers, it's almost flip a coin for me. And that's yeah. my pitch, gentlemen. Man. Uh, well, <laughs> it's tough. Matt, so Matt could go first. I don't know. Honestly, I just give it over with. I don't, I would, there's benefits to everything. I would definitely want, want to be pulling last if I was either of these three. Um, you know, I don't know enough to give a definitive answer. Um, but, and I haven't seen how much stronger, you know, Jen Milliken's gotten just moving up. Uh, if I had to just throw something out there, not to, you know, this is just from a very limited perspective, I would just say, I think uh, Sam is hungry. I think she's pulling last. I think she's got 
the right people behind her to make sure she gets it done on the day, right? And uh, you know, I think she's. I think she's. It's gonna be a huge upset. I think she's gonna. She might pull it off. You know, it's gonna be like a crazy third pole. The world shakes, and you know, there's tears and everything. That's yeah. what I. That's what I, I think. Sam's gonna get it. So. Um, that's my thing. I was going to say, I don't want to know what's on match. Oh, okay, first. so then I'm going the opposite. I'm going to say Jen Milliken takes podium. Well, podium. No, she'll take podium. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say first place. I think she's got something to prove. She wasn't exactly, you know, at the top of her game last yeah, year. Fair. I wouldn't and, be surprised. I would not be surprised. And I think she's going to come in hungry. I think she's going to have a good day. Yeah, like legit. My God, to be win best lifter at a world championships is freaking insane. That means you're the best of, of the best, and that's Jennifer Milliken. I mean, I and 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 she yeah she she if she wasn't a hundred percent at la, at the worlds at Calgary, my God, did she show heart? That woman, her last deadlift brought the house down. I mean, her knees were shaking me like it was a fight like you haven't seen, and she she like she's down the yeah. trap. For every last kilo, all these women are. That's the problem with these so, three. I I'm not mad at that at all, and I can see it happening. But you got it. You got to pick a lane. You got to yeah. pick a lane. No, no, I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, and um, I would not be surprised either. Now, Matt, what are you thinking? So this is an interesting situation because it's very similar to worlds. You've got presumably, you know, the best squatter, which is going to be Milliken. Then you've got the best bencher, which is obviously Thompson, and the best deadlifter, which is Calhoun. Yep. So you've got three different three different women who excel in different disciplines, and so the lead is going to, you know, change hands several times probably. Um, and uh, I mean, I, so I'm picking Calhoun. I mean, that's who I'm coaching. Uh, I believe in Sam. I believe that she's going to execute at a very high level. And and just like Ryan said, I think you can literally flip a coin between the other two. Um, uh, to be fair, you know, you got to remember that both Thompson and Calhoun missed their third squats at Worlds. Uh, Thompson missed hers on strength. Calhoun got called on depth. So there are more kilos uh, to be put on, 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 on the total, so to speak, um, than, than, what, than what both of these girls put out at, at Worlds. So I fully expect I, – I think we could see a 500-kilo total out of the winner. 500 to 500-plus. 500 Has that ever happened? I, I don't know. The world champion – the world record in front of me. No, yeah, it's um. So the the world record total, I've actually got it. Um, I can pull it up here in just a second. The world record total at sixty three kilos is Jennifer Thompson, and it's four ninety nine and a half. And that was that was what she did at the Arnold. So five hundred kilos for sixty three kilo woman, and we're getting to the five kilo five hundred kilo barrier. This is getting huge, man. Yeah, it's insane. So you're yeah. So I'm picking Calhoun because uh, you know, like I said, we're gonna pull last. And um, that yeah. is a good chip. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's a nice it's strategic hard, chip. It's hard to go against the big deadlifter. Just being like, what did she do? Chip that. Let's yeah. go. And um, and they can see if you missed or not in the whole nine. So um, it's a huge like you go for your third, you miss. Oh, we don't have to pull that much. Like it's um it's a nice position to be in. So all right, here's the big one next. And look at Joey! Look at Joey! Joey's like, and that's my cue, gentlemen. Yeah, Joey's, coach, Joey's coaching about half of the lift. Yeah, yeah, Joey's three, so. That's yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, this is, um. listen, Friday, October 12th, is by far the, the best, I think, of the prime times. 63 <laughs> kilo men, 83 kilo, or sorry, 63 kilo women, 83 kilo men. Uh, these are like the biggest, most hype battles for myself anyways. 
Looking at these 83 kilo boys. And Joey, I'd like to point out that if you pick the winner, it's gonna look real sketchy. <laughs> as handling as both. handling both and putting. I don't know. The, I don't know the winner. <laughs> that's right. There you go. That's what you gotta say. That's I, what you guys. I don't know the winner. That, that's uh, you guys can did. go. You guys can say what you want, and then I'll okay. go last. Sounds good. And then and then, but there is other. I have like a process that I have Joey's to. Joey's gonna pick. Yeah. Joey's and, gonna pick Ren. Yeah. Joey picks Ren. <laughs> oh shit! That would throw us for a loop. Okay. Um, I'll throw this out here. So. Russell um, is, is looking absolutely, it's insane what he's doing in the gym. That's 665 I've seen him put up. His deadlift is there. Um, he was on the show a couple weeks ago talking about, I mean, he, we didn't, we, I had no idea. He was, he was battling through some injuries. So what would explain the deadlift had gone down, expecting now deadlifts back up, um, hopefully late 600s. His bench press has improved greatly since um, working with Joey which is no uh, major surprise. It's kind of Joey's forte there. So, um, I mean, he's got a monster squat. With his, if his deadlift is back where it needs to be and, and, he, and his bench is much improved into the four hondos, I'm expecting Russell to once again retain his crown as king of the 83s in the USAPL. Um, I think Sean, based off of like his squat, it's not up there with Russell. Um, I'm not sure it's up there with uh, Rob Ali. After I saw Rob Ali's 650, like it was an RP8, scared me. Uh, quite frankly, that kind of rattled me. But it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. No, it's up there nonetheless. Rob Ali, seriously, I'm going to yeah. be honest, is like, what the sugar? <laughs> this guy came out of nowhere and is. I can't remember. Who was it that pointed out Rob Ali to us? Was it uh, Joe Stanek? I think it was Joe Stanek because you, you better pay attention Everson's to this watching kid. his video. It's just been mind-blowing. And then Russell came on. He's like, I'm a little uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little concerned here. Who's this guy? But uh, Joey probably got a late-night text from Russell. Okay, yeah. let's talk Rob Ali tonight, sir, because <laughs> um, do your research on this cat. 2 a.m. But it's 2 a.m. Joe's like, sleep, relax. Uh, but anyways, uh, but with Sean, I think Sean's close enough for squat. I think, obviously, his bench is phenomenal. Kiss my arch. And then his deadlift, my God, that's 685 in the gym. Uh, he's rocking and rolling. I think with Sean put together as a total is my lock for second. Um, Ali is a bit of an intangible. I, his squat looks scary. His deadlift looks scary. Uh, but I think, I, I don't know enough about his bench. And I think, I think Sean outpulls him. And if it comes, if he gets close enough and he surprises us, I think if it's like let's we're gonna have to go tit for tat in the deadlifts to get that second, I think Sean's gonna outpull him. I think Sean will pretty much outpull most of these guys except for like Ren and and maybe Vernon, but I don't think they're gonna be close enough to to push Sean in the total. So Sean's my second pick, the third podium pick for me. And I know we're not doing all these podium picks, but for this class, I feel like we should just because it's so flipping stacked. The third one is really the harshest, hardest pick for me. Ren can pull any given day. Fucking out pull Eddie Hall, I feel like. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's like, he, he summons the powers, right? But, um, I mean, you got Mar Marcus, Ren, Rob Ali, and Jamar are all just phenomenal. And then Vernon Williams. That's Candido's boy who's just a phenomenal, I mean, and he's a massive deadlifter. That third spot, for me, is the hardest one for me to pick. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, back away from it, fellas. I step up to the plate, and I'm gonna pick. I, I you know, I'm gonna be honest. I, I love uh, me some deadlift panda. Um, whew. it's so tough. Why didn't I let Matt go first? 
Everybody wants Matt to go first, eh? He's Everybody's like, let Matt go. It's because Matt can make shit. He's got his dossiers, you know. Everyone just wants to let Matt go. I'm going to say, for third place, my God. And, and you know what? Marcus has been just murdering. Just pick. Ah. <laughs> I think for third place... I'm going to say Ren pulls something crazy and gets on the podium because I love that guy. Let's go. What do you guys say? Who wants to go? Who wants next? Joey goes last. We'll let him go last. I'll take next. Oh, so I'm going to go with Russell takes top spot. I think just based on his footage, on, I think he's going to put together the day that everyone was expecting out of him. Probably at the Arnolds and everything else. Like He's going to be into the 800s and well into the 800s. I, I think, think so. Yeah, let me just say, I think, I think he breaks into the yeah. 800s this one too. I think Noriega is going to take second because, I mean, you can't really go against his bench and his deadlift and his squats right there anyways. So. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think he might go in the 800s as well. And I, I think chasing Russell is probably going to give him the best day possible. I think the competition is going to feed those two. And your third is the toughest. Let's see the third. Third? I'm going to go with Rob Ali. I think Ren's going to pull something huge to try to take podium, and it's yeah. going to put him out of the top. You know what? That could also – that's the problem when you're a big deadlifter. You load it up. And you often miss your last one because you're always pulling for position, and, uh, yeah, and everyone you else, overreach like, chasing somebody who's just better rounded at times. Yeah, and everyone else I feel like is still just a little bit green. I feel like they've all got their thing, but end of the day they're going to be just a little bit on the outside looking in. So, fair. What are you saying, Matt? I agree with you uh, with with both of you guys in terms of the top two spots. Remember the the, the number one asset to have. Is, is the highest absolute strength. And, and Russell is, matter-of-factly, the strongest man in the building when it comes to the 83 kilos. So, um, so Russell's going to take number and, – and, and then it comes down, obviously, to schematically, you know, uh, picking the right attempts and execution and so forth. But and obviously that's going to be shaky for him. What's that? <laughs> and, that's a, and that'll probably be shaky for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take Russell uh, number one because he's gonna he's gonna get out to a sizable lead in the squat, um, and even though Sean will outbench him, he will not outbench him by as much as Russell outsquats him. So uh, and they're gonna pull similarly. Um, so I'm gonna go Russell one, Noriega two, and I'll go ahead and take Marcus three. Um, just just to be different than you guys. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, I think, like you said, Ren will put something crazy on the bar, but uh, but he, he's he's deficient in the other two categories to the extent that he's going to have to pull, you know, the world uh, to, to, to get up on the podium against these other guys. What are you yeah. thinking, Joey? Here we go. Here we go, Joey. And everyone's well, first, waiting with me to yeah. breath. <laughs> well, first, you know, we've had – you had Sean and Russ on here, and both times you asked them, you know, how's it going to work? Yeah. Uh, you know, same team, this and that. Um, so, obviously, since I'm calling the numbers, there's going to be no – there's obviously not going to be any mind games. There's not going to be any anything dumb like that. The, the goal is going to be to pull the absolute most out of both of these guys, and I hope for the sake of, you know, just their well-being and, like, what I want from, from them is that everybody goes nine for nine. Uh, and you know, if we can go nine for nine and, and put it all out there, uh, the rest will take care of itself. When I said, I didn't know who was going to win, uh, it was because, you know, there are other factors that, uh, meet day, obviously someone could miss the squad on death. Someone, someone could not have Sean might lose balance like he has before, you know, yeah, on yeah, yeah. uh, and then that might allow a third place guy to catch him. That cannot happen. Like, 
first or second or anything at this one at this meet that cannot happen if he if someone misses a third pole you know you know russ might get stuck at second or something like that i will say that russ is out of the last so worlds we had a we had a back thing before i even met him he pulled out of 2060 nationals because of a back thing right that's why he wasn't there obviously we got together everything was going good and then you know after after last nationals probably the arnold we had a back thing um it wasn't that bad he still threw up i think 310 uh and then at worlds uh it just looked like i i honestly we were kind of stumped it looked like uh, something got in his head or, or i'm not really too sure what was going on with his deadlift technique but it just looked like we had spent so much time getting the back straight it completely got rid of like his rounding and then it just made the pull so much um he became a different deadlifter. You know how like round back guys, they fly off the ground and then they have trouble locking or just yeah. a little bit of time kind of pushing through. It was like he couldn't get it moving from the floor, which is very uncharacteristic of him. And Susie was even telling me, yo, like what's going on with him? He <laughs> needs to get his legs involved. So we've been working on all those things. We got him. The shoes he pulls in were like a deficit. We have him in slippers now, um, you know, just to maximize every little thing that we can. He hasn't had a back hiccup for a while. Uh, you know, knock on wood, he's pulling tomorrow, so hopefully everything's fine there. But um, I think he's going to come out. I'll just go through him and Sean. He's going to come out, you know, super big on squat. How he peaks is going to be, you know, are we going to get a are we gonna get a 305 or are we going to get a 310? If he gets 310 on squat, he's just literally – he literally just has to chill out for the rest of the day. You know, like just, just – I can't overshoot him. He just has to put up what he can put up and, and then – Sean gets the if Sean does the same thing, right? Here's the thing. If Russ goes nine for nine and Sean goes eight for nine, right? And we get to this point, I will absolutely, you know, because Sean's gonna want it, he's gonna probably a uh, slightly out pull Russ. He will probably get the pull after him and he's gonna try to go over what Russ can pull. At the same time, I have to try to pull I have to try to have Russ pull as much as he can to where nobody can catch him. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm going to literally try to do this like I'm a robot. Yeah. And I'm just putting it all out there. I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna try to go as hard as I can over, uh, you know, uh, as high as I can without going over. Um, because if Russ misses a third, then maybe Sean can catch him. Yeah. That's the thing. And here's the thing. If you look historically, right, if I was a, if I was like a bookie and I was like looking at NFL teams and who's doing good in practice and who's this and that, Sean and he can he'll tell you this. If you look at attempts, like pull up there, type the type them up in USA USAPL database. Who's missed more attempts, right? Sean has historically he's missed something on depth. He's missed something from balance and this and that. He is improving, but there's always something, yep. you know. And and if he has to get it, he has to pull it together. This means he just needs to get that nine for nine. Um, and to be honest, absolute strength wise, when they're both peaked. I think Sean's pull is going to be, uh, I think he can definitely pull over 700. Definitely, oh, definitely can pull over 700, um, you know, just from what I've seen and the volume that he's been doing. So I think he's a little closer to Russ than people think. Obviously, you know, I see their training, so I would know. Um, but, so, but you know, it's going to be, it's literally going to be, uh, if they both go nine for nine, I, I, it's going to be so damn close, dude. It's going to be so damn close. I want everybody listen to this. You need to watch because this is like, uh, here's the thing. Last year, nobody was talking about Sean Russ. Yeah. The work, yeah. the work ethic behind Sean for the last four years when I met him is a little 1400 total and what he's been through 
Fuck, sorry, I almost said a bad <laughs> word. <laughs> screwing up his foot, screwing up his foot, and you know, just all the other thing that how what he went through at Worlds was like such a freaking heartbreak thing to go through to win and then get it pulled away from you, unprecedentedly. Unprecedented. You know what I mean? That is such a a hard thing for him to go through. This kid has battled adversity. He has come back from from everything and. You know, uh, this is good. by far this will be his strongest meet. I think if he can obviously not miss lifts, uh, but just in training, his base is so much higher. It's going to be super close between him and Russ. Uh, I can't, I cannot pick one. I literally can't pick one because I don't know. There's so many things that if Sean misses a squat, now we're playing for second, or we're hoping Russ screws up. You know what I mean? For him, for for yeah. Russ, from Sean's perspective. Yeah. If Russ misses a third squat. Now, now, you know, Sean's thinking about, okay, you know, how, how can I edge him? So nobody can miss a squat. Abs- I mean, obviously, same thing with bench. And then, you know, Sean's going to try to pull over him. We're almost, I can almost guarantee you, uh, if, it's, uh, if it's like 722 and lower, Sean will go for it. Like, it doesn't matter what Russ hits. If, it's, if, it's that, if that's the pull and that will tie, get him to tie at least. If he's lighter, he's going to go for it. Here's, so, the, here's the thing, Joey. Because anyone who's listening, Joey coaches both and is going to handle both to beat each other, which is might itself be unprecedented at this level. Uh, two guys head-to-head who are number one and number two seed. I'm sure people have coached guys going against each other. But at this level for a national title, number one and number two seed, I can't remember it, which makes it interesting. And here's another thing, my friend. Somebody hits a big squat. You better not celebrate too fucking hard with them. No, somebody, no, 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 somebody no. misses. Somebody Last misses. Year. You better not be too upset. You gotta, you gotta be like a robot, man. <laughs> right? Yes. No. No. I don't. Uh, I am just gonna be solely focused on you know calling their numbers. I think um, you know I have some little preferences with their numbers just to anticipate something going wrong, but. Um, just in case, because, like, you know, yeah, you, know the there, you know, that's the thing. This dude's handler knows this other guy's weaknesses, but that other guy is his handler. Like, it's so intriguing, man. This is got to be a documentary, Joey. Even, <laughs> even the conversations afterwards and the car ride home and the beers afterwards. <laughs> you know, it's just really going to be pulling, just pulling them. Imagine they're two machines. They both go nine for nine. Whoever's stronger wins. And that's it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you could bring it back to Gibbs and Hack. Matt has said before, you know, Gibbs was stronger than us. Like, for sure. He was definitely stronger than John. But John got it done. Yeah. John was, John was the better power lifter. Yeah. That day. So, you know, here's the thing. If Sean misses a squat and his mind gets to him and it's a snowball after that, we, it's a, you know, it's just he might get third. That cannot happen. He ha- it has to be – you have to be – it's going to be hard because they're going to be so – that room's going to be electric. It's going to be so emotionally charged. Um, but it's got to be very – Russ is very calm. He's just going to try to do his thing. It's literally going to be Sean just like – Sean might surprise everyone and, and hit more than what people think he can hit. Um, you know, it's so hard. I can't pick one. I, I just need to, I need to, I'm ready for the day to happen. I'm ready to watch those warm-ups, see how everybody's feeling, see those second attempts, call that third, you know, get it done, uh, and then and then get out of there. I think Sean's going to be in range of an American bench record, and Russ is uh, He's going to take the squat record, right? So there's going to be that which yeah. is going to put them right there. 
Uh, and then, you know, how hard is Russ going to peak on pulls and how hard, how hard is Sean going to be able to, you know, keep it, keep it in line to, to be able to catch him. So I just, I just, I, I couldn't give you an answer. We just got to get there. I'm ready to see what happens. The meet could be over after squat. Someone could go one for three. Someone could miss on depth. And I won't have to do anything at that. I won't have to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, obviously, yeah. call the numbers, but, <laughs> but it's going to be like, okay, now, you know, we're thinking about second and third. You know, <laughs> there goes misses first. Some misses two. That would oh, suck. That would suck, honestly. If someone came out and only got one lift or missed a huge third, and then it was just like, uh, like that could have been a great fight for pulls, but now it's. You but, but, you, but you're like, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I have to be super objective. I have to just yeah. call it, go with my gut, and, um, uh, you know. Well, let me ask you this, Joey. So you can't pick between them, but you can pick third place, which is as meaningful a third place as you're going to see at these nationals. What do you say for that, sir? If... Here's the thing, like you're talking about Rand hitting that 700 deadlift, but what did he pull at last nationals? 750. Yeah, 340. Yeah. Was it like 747? Was like kind of close. Like could have gone either way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, dude. It was, so, it well, was, 750 double doesn't equate to 750 in no. my book. So you know, I think Rob is looking on point. Um, he looks sharp. I think you know Rand could be hit or miss. I don't know too much about Marcus and this other guy who pulls a lot, who works with Candido, but um, those guys, I'm going to just say Rob for the sake of, I know Ben very well, and I know Ben is going to, he'll go nine for nine. There's not going to be a question uh, unless, you know, something technical happens, but uh, they're not going to overshoot him. Uh, I would just say Rob uh, for, for, for third. Um I, but it's hard to say. I'm giving you an answer because you asked, but it's like very hard to That's say. Okay. Again, yeah. Again, the, I, I, here's the thing: if anybody misses a lift in that fight, right, the third place fight, yeah, it's done. It's it's you know you fall on the fourth, now you fall on the fifth. Um, you know, it will be very interesting to see who can keep it together and who can stay composed uh, when the pressure is on because this doesn't really get it doesn't really get more pressure than this in terms of powerlifting unless you're like kind of like a world I mean what you nationals uh, John, uh, Matt I don't know if you were there I'm pretty sure I mean obviously you were there but uh, 2016 93 session um, was it 2016 yeah were you I don't know if you're handling were you handling Dave Ricks or was he just kind of doing it himself or um, that session was really crazy because I was handling Jesse and then I had two juniors that were going against each other and they were close like you said you're like, I don't think, I, you know, at this level, nobody really knew it. Danny Sullivan and, and Sam Bernstein, they were going head-to-head, um, and they are very close to each other. Uh, so I was dealing with that while I was dealing with Jesse. So I can do this. Like, I, you know, I just, this is no – kind of throwing myself into the fire and dealing with that, that stress is what has helped me, I think, get to whatever level I've gotten to. But um, just staying calm and playing sports also, you know, like playing football and all that stuff definitely helps. But – um, you know, dealing with Jesse against Dave Ricks when it just felt like the whole room was against, like, it just felt like whenever Dave Ricks went out, it was like roars. And then when Jesse went out, it was like, you, you don't want to go against I, David Ricks. It was why You don't want to go against David Ricks. Like, it was like the comeback <laughs> day. It was, it would have been such a crazy story, but for, for Jesse to pull that second pull, get it turned down and have to pull it again. Um, 
that was insane and to overcome Dave Ricks. So I think we're going to get something similar this meet where it's going to be just ridiculous. Here's the thing about Sean, too. If Sean misses a second, he's just going to go for it on the start. It doesn't – it doesn't – I already know that would be the conversation. If he misses something, he's like, I don't care about a second. <laughs> forget, yeah. that, forget that his second pull happened. He's just going to put it on there and put, it all, put, put all his chips in the basket. Which is – which is – which is dangerous where, um, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time at E3s, but, because um, we'll never get to the rest, but it is interesting you said that because it is so flipping close. If Sean does that or anyone does that, gets tunnel vision for a cert for gold. Let's say Sean's like, fuck second, I want gold. Totally opens the door for Ali. Uh, he doesn't, I think he cares about one first place more than the rest. I mean, I, I've had this conversation with him and I think I'll, in the moment, you know, definitely when he's calm, I need to have this conversation again and just be like, look, if something happens, I know I don't want to put that out there, but we just, I need to know, do you give a shit about potentially, yeah. you know, not you doing better, well? You better have that conversation yeah. before, especially oh, dealing with both guys, because... I mean, 83 is a world we're so damn deep uh, in terms of, you know, the selection process, I think... If somebody gets second, it'd probably go to another weight class, honestly. Matt, does that sound about right? At uh, the world level, 83s are so deep that if the guy that gets second here, you can only take two per class. You might as well fill a slot that isn't as deep for an alternate. Uh, well, I think I think if – well, yeah, let's wait for a second. Yeah. Because I think that yeah. the, the answer to that question is going to unfold itself when we get into the – is going to unpack itself when we get into the 93s and the 120s. Okay, so let's – that's a good Go. segue. Yep. Let's segue it in. Before we get to 93s, real quick, 72s, I know Chloe Dublin. Um, yep. She's extremely talented. Uh, we, are, we know Kristen Dunsmore had her on the show. Um, Ellen Liverpool, strong. Gina Hensley from Michigan – also very strong young lifter coming into her own. Um, Rory's also very strong. Rory, yeah, we got Rory yeah. Alter. I mean, you got pretty. I know all these people, but I don't know how they're gonna play. So, <laughs> Ty- Tyron <laughs> is a, Albright is a, a massive de- uh, sorry bench presser. Um, who are you thinking, Matt? I'm not again because uh, Kristen Dunsmore, kind of like Milliken. I don't know the commodity at 72. I know Chloe Dublin's phenomenal, but she's a junior. Is she ready to go against the in the open and win it? Uh, I'm going to need some input on this one. I'm not as knowledgeable. Yeah, so, I've, so I'm, I'm good friends with Chloe and uh, her coach, Jeremy Hartman. And so I spoke to Jeremy. Uh, as you know, Chloe was injured at IPF Worlds, and Jessica Bittner pretty much, you know, uh, ran away with it. And so Chloe didn't put out her best product in Calgary, but she's healed. She's ready. She's making strides. She's hitting PBs and training, and Chloe's ready. And that's why I'm picking uh, to win. And I think you're going to probably – and I, I'm going to take Dunsmore 2 and Alter 3. Ellen Liverpool used to train at our facility at SSPT. She moved to St. Louis. Uh, her strength is coming along really, really well, but she just doesn't have the bench press to compete with these girls. So she loses a significant amount of ground in, in, in the bench. So I've got Dublin at 1, Dunsmore at 2, and Alter at 3. Okay, for myself, um, and so what's, what's Dublin's highest total? Thus far, do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, it's, it's 497 and a half. And what's Dunsmore's? 482.5. And, and, and Kristen, 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 I love Kristen to death. Uh, she's, she just has to make more attempts. Uh, that's, yeah. She just yeah. has, to, has to make more. So and She's quality. It, I mean, she, she was Sam's arch rival for years. They were oh, yeah. the exact same total. For like sure. Three times out, it was insane. 
yeah. so she's she's world class. It's just oh, yeah. it's too bad for her that U.S. is so stacked that you can't. It is what it is. Otherwise, she would be at Worlds already. Um, you know what? For me, it's gonna be flip a coin between Dunsmore and Dublin. Dunsmore's moving up. I'm anticipating her her total moves up with her. I know oh, yeah. if she's toe to toe with Sam and Sam's world class, she's got to be up there. Although I've seen Dublin, I will all side with Dunsmore just to split it, only because I know a little more about her. I don't know as much about Dublin, and yep. I've seen Dunsmore, and I, I know she's world class stuff. Um, I think double that would obviously mean Dublin second, third. Uh, I'm sure I'll go with Rory. Well, what are you saying? Um, I'm the same way. I'm going to go Dunsmore takes first just because going up a class, I think she'll finally maybe put together a meet, hit a few more attempts. Yeah. She's and, eating into it and feeling yeah, strong, which is big. Which is huge because she yeah. was one that predominantly, I think previously, like she cut a lot of weight, I think, to make 63. I can't remember. And I feel... She'll definitely have the biggest squat, uh, but Chloe will wind up pulling last. So that's the yeah, advantage. That yeah. And, it seems like from her training videos anyways on Instagram again, like it seems like Kristen's deadlift is going up a lot right now. So I think it is. Yep. Um, I'll take Chloe taking second, Rory third. And how about you, Joey? Do you got a, what do you think? Between I, I, agree. I agree with Matt. Um, I think it's me. It's going to be just how it's listed. I think it's going to go, I think it's going to go Chloe, Chloe, Rory, uh, Kristen, just because, um, I think Kristen's moving up, but she still needs time to like realize her potential in that higher weight class. If Chloe is the girl from Worlds that was with, uh, is his name Jake Hartman? Yeah, J Jeremy Hartman. Jeremy, Jeremy Hartman. If that's yep. the if that's the girl I'm thinking of, then uh, yeah, she's she's pretty jacked. She seems yeah. super strong, and um, and she will she know, will not she will not she blink in so, the face of adversity. She's ready. She, yeah. you could you could you could fire a gun. You know, in her face, and she wouldn't blink. She would just, going, you know, yep. no, she's she's super young too. What is she? Yeah. 19, 20, something like that. So thirteen. That's true. That's a stat. She's yeah. thirteen. Um, <laughs> I, at, the, crazy. at the IPF Worlds, um, she was battling through crazy back injury. You could see it on her face, and she kept yep. walking out there and be like, "Load it up. We don't bomb out." We're fighting for a medal, and I think she still got a medal regardless. So yeah, hats off. I mean, I I, I was in awe of, of her gut and grit. Now walking into the ninety threes, gentlemen, this is where we were talking before. Rarely does a defending world champion possibly lose nationals. And a trivia mark right here, Alex so, McLean, who's everybody's uh, favorite. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to interject. So actually. Uh, and, 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 and I take a lot of fault for this as well. Ellis McLean has won a Raw Nationals. What? Uh, uh, yes. In the so, Open? Yes. He did? Yes, in the Open, yes. He, he won, and it's just everybody forgot about it. He, he won in 2012 in Colleen Tech. Oh, that goes oh. everything. Ah, so, yeah. Legends gone. Yeah. Legends so, gone. Yeah, no. So, so Ellis has, matter of factly, won a Raw Nationals. He won in 2012. So um, that was one of the trivia tidbits that I wanted to drop on the show. And you probably knew, because I love that stat. Every podcast, LS's name comes up. I'm like, did you know this stat? And there yeah, it yeah. goes. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. um, if nothing else, LS, who's, it's weird, because like he'll lose nationals one time, show up fourth alternate for Worlds, and a true Rocky story win it. And anyone who's ever met LS in real life couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And then, so, okay, there's your Rocky moment. Probably go back in line. No, sir. 
come back, win it again, and just like a Rocky story, instead of being the ultimate underdog, faces huge adversity, and super sick, shows up, total goes down, shows the heart, shows the grip, wins it again. Um, I love LS, no secret, but he's got a dogfight in him. He's rematching Ashton. Now, here's the thing I will say. Last year's Nationals, I thought um, LS just had to load the bar with what he thought would push Ashton too far to dead, but not tip over himself. He hit his last, his last dead, LS did, and I thought he had a little room in the tank, not a shitload, but a little bit of room. Ashton took his last dead, and he had not a kilo more, not a chip more. And then yep. LS loses, but was it decided to me, and not always the strongest man's going to win, that attempt selection is very hard, easy 20-20 hindsight. Did Ashton yeah. miss the third squad? On Ashton missed the third squad. That's true. That's true. He did. That's yep. true. Um, so, anyways, I'm think. long story short of it, I think Ashton, who was 20 then, he's 21 now, it's crazy how young he is when you talk to the guy. Uh, he's extremely mature and composed. We had him on the show. Uh, military man, you could tell when you talk to him. Jacked up, huge potential. I think Ashton's got to be the favorite for the gold myself. Um, but David Wilson has got all types of heat behind him and starting to frankly scare me with the squat and his deadlift. LS, uh, obviously a massive bench presser, the Wiley veteran, two-time world champion, can't count him out. But I think Ashton's the favorite. And um, if David Ricks mad, I'll tell you, if David Ricks wins, I'll tell you what, I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I would love it. But, uh, but, the, but the man, here's another stat for you, and, and you know how good I am with my stats now, gentlemen. 125 years old, David Ricks. That's true. Did you know that? 125 years old. So um, that's my pick. I think Ashton's going to take it. I think silver, if we're going silver, bronze, I mean, I can't drop LS lower than silver and Wilson and bronze, but I'm afraid of Wilson pulling for silver if LS leaves that door open again. Gentlemen, who wants next? I'll take next again. I got pretty much the same order. I'm saying Ashton takes first. I think he's just going to get stronger and stronger. The kid's a beast. Yeah. Um, LS second because he's super consistent. You can't really go against the world champ. Yeah. The only one I want to talk about is, and I think it's going to be interesting because he's not even listed in the prime time, is Charlie Dixon. Oh, okay. Sorry. We forgot about good old Charlie. So There's like a million 93s that I know. are relevant that didn't make prime time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Charlie's, I think Charlie's up there. I think not yet. I, th I think not yet. Because if I look at David Wilson's dead is like pushing towards mid-sevens. My thing is with Wilson is I worry that, again, going with the big dead. He teeters at the top. He teeters at the top. Although it hasn't seemed to have that issue. But I could see him pulling, doing the same sort of thing as Ren will, might do. And that's try to tip that just a little bit too much. Just to try to pull further. Look, at, he's, he's, he's gold in the gym. When it comes to the platform, it's almost 50-50 when you teeter at the top like that. And that's why I can't put him above LS. So I think I'm going to go with Ricks for third. Oh, you sweetheart. Look at you. The sweetheart <laughs> vote. The sweetheart vote. That's what I, you call the sweetheart vote. I think Charlie is going to be at a huge disadvantage being in, not in the prime time. I think he's going to put up a massive day, but I don't think he's going to realize I, his potential yet. At I think Charlie's the future. Look, he was yeah. 83 kilo. We're talking like two weeks ago, for God's sake. It feels yeah. like, um, Charlie filled out 83 kilo in like two hours. 93. Or 93 kilo he in like two filled, hours. I think he filled out 105 yeah, he's, in three he's, hours. Like, he's probably still cutting 10 pounds yeah. of water and still full of abs. But um, yeah, I mean, I love Charlie as well. What do you guys say? Go ahead, Joey. I want to take the blast on this one. Oh, okay. Um, I think Ashton's going to win. 
Uh, I think, you know, just because, I mean, if he can hit death, if he hits death on his third squat, like, I would be willing to bet he's going to win just because, you know, Ashton is is, uh, very strong on the other, on the deadlift, obviously, but his bench is good enough to hang with a lot of those guys. Um, You know, I have a guy in this session who's very strong. He's going to bench, like, 210. No, yeah, is it 210? Yeah, 475. No, no, Matt, 220? That 220 is 485. You're talking about 215? 215. 215. 254. Yeah, two, two. It's crazy, the 93 bench is just like, Are you, you know, uh, before we had one 500-bencher, and now there's like... Are you six, talking about Jonathan yeah. right now? Yeah, is that Jonathan? Jonathan Keiko, yeah. yeah so he's very strong. He's going to pull over seven, no doubt. Yeah, his strength is pretty phenomenal. But yeah. all these guys are very well-rounded. You know, we're going to squat low, mid-sixes. Um, if... <laughs> If anyone puts up a 700 squat, if Charlie put up a 700 squat, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just I think knowing Brad, he's going to just be more of like a very strong, solid nine for nine day, nothing out of pocket, nothing too crazy. There's no one to – he's setting the bar. He's not really chasing anyone. There's not going to be a fight for a third or anything like that uh, on on pulls or anything. But um, I think think number one, Ashton. Number two – uh, if Ashton doesn't screw up, okay. So if he doesn't screw up, let's get that get that clear. Um, and then Jesus, man, uh, literally second could be David or LS. Um, when what does David pull? Like seventy? He's around seven fifty ish. I've seen him in probably more actually. No more. I was, it's got to be more. What do you think? Does what it, is your scouting, Matt? His Matt. Would what, what, you asked what is Rick's pull? Is it Rick's no, or no, David no. Wilson? No, Wilson. 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 Oh, Wilson. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he can pull. I mean, three hundred and fifty kilos if he doesn't lose his balance. Seven seven yeah. one. That's yeah. If he doesn't lose yeah. the balance, which is the caveat that has to be said, which is well, his seven thirty five that he just posted looked like it was yeah. Still wasn't even a warm up for him. Yeah. So here's the thing. First place is going to be mid to high eighteen hundreds, right? So who can do that? Ashton can do that uh, for sure. I think. I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're going to get from Charlie, but um, I think David might be able to do that. Um, you know, I have my guy mid-low 1800s. Um, Dave Ricks mid, is like mid-upper mid-1800s, maybe if he's on point, right? I think he's had a bumpy road the past couple. Uh, did he do Worlds? I'm not sure. I don't he even did. Remember he bombed at Worlds, though. He bombed him to Worlds. So I mean, you never know. There's there's always yeah. that variable. Yeah. I think he'd be. I would think. I think it would go Ashton. Um, if I just have to give you numbers. Uh, Come home, bitch. You're solid. Joey's got my life or for death. Sure. And I and I like. You're I think solid. my guy. My guy was nominated like 12th last year, and he yeah. got fourth. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. Yo, he's good. He's, so he's, many, he's, look, look, look. Let me just bring it back to last year because there's a lot of these same guys. Um, I don't know if Matt, you were keeping an eye on this, but we had it. We was basically third polls were coming up, and everything was all over the place. Wilson ended up bombing out. That bumped us up. Sean Moser missed his poll. That missed. That bumped us up. And then we got our third poll, which I thought was a reach, and that bumped us up. So it was like, if all these things can happen, anything can happen. It's just, yeah. you know, it's so tight these days where you do. It's so unforgiving if you screw up once. You might be the strongest guy, but who's going to be the best lifter? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it's so hard for me to say. If I just have to pick, yeah, 
I'm going to pick Asher number one, uh, bringing in Wilson number two, or LS, let's go LS number two, Wilson number three, and then I'm going to put my guy number four. Just there, there you go. There That's you go. fair. That's fair. There you go. That's fair. In <laughs> uh, the last day, gentlemen. Did we get bats? What's that? Uh, what? Yeah, so so I'm just gonna oh, sorry, talk Matt, to the couple. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, what am I doing here? Okay, <laughs> that's all good. Yeah. So I'm so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of just throw in a, a little bit of uh, um, salt into the equation here. So I talked to Rick's the other day, and I told David, I said, if you make all three squats, you're tough to beat. Um, uh, David Ricks was projecting to, to break the open world record total at Worlds. Uh, clearly, he didn't do that because he bombed. And so I think I think the world record total, which is 847 and a half, held by Where's Vicky from Poland, is going to go down. That that total is going down at this meet unofficially. Um, I'll just say I'll just say that. Um, so if Ricks makes three squats, oh, if, if if David makes me. three, don't tease me. No, no. If David <laughs> makes three squats. These other guys better watch out because because Rick's um, has got a really good bench and he can pull enough and he's a gamer when it comes to the deadlift. Now, all that being said, and I'm not picking David, uh, Rick's. Um, <laughs> but, 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 I'm, just, I'm just saying that he's, yeah. he's Superman. And, and yeah. like you said, I, would, I wouldn't be mad if he won. I absolutely oh, love him. No. He's, he's family to me. Uh, but he has to make three squats, uh, clearly. If, if he doesn't, he's, he's out of the mix. Um, Wilson put up a big total, but he's but uh, as we saw last year, he's inconsistent. He's um, he he's very hard to, to judge uh, in the squat for depth because he's so wide. Yeah. So he oftentimes will get caught on depth in the squat. Um, he loses his balance in the deadlift. That big 830 total that he put up, he put up at the local meet. So um, I'm I'm I'm. He, the judging at nationals is tough. Yeah, he has to come and he has to put it on a national platform, which clearly he wasn't able to do last year. So that leaves us with the other guys. You've got Charlie, who has the disadvantage of lifting in the morning. I think he's going to put up a really big total. But Ashton is the strongest man in the room. LS has been battling a shoulder injury, so I'm going Ashton to win, Ruska to win. I got LS at two, and I got Charlie Dixon at three. Whoa, there you have it. Nicely yeah. done. So Charlie slips onto the platform, and you know what? As tight as it is, I think we could all agree easily. Like Charlie, he's kind of an intangible for me again. I haven't seen him at it's, 93. It's going to be so interesting because just because he's not in the prime time. Yep. And so he's just going to go no, there's and have to the put bar the biggest like, ninth you know. nine day he possibly can. Yeah, it's it's tough. That's tough for me. Just because he's gonna be sitting. He's gonna be sitting in the crowd watching the prime time. Like, yeah, yeah so he must beat me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be. yeah <laughs> because <laughs> because I think because I think I think what's gonna happen to to what Joseph said. I know his coach. I'm good friends with him, Brad Coolyard. He's gonna put together a nine for nine day in the morning. He's gonna hit some really nice lifts and put together a big total. And what you're gonna have in the evening is you're gonna have people jockeying for position, going after that first place and second place. And we're gonna have some misses, and then that way, I think with Dixon's uh, nine for nine, if he, uh, assuming he makes all nine lifts, that total is gonna hold. So yeah. that's why I'm yeah. picking. That's why I'm picking Dixon for three. And so now, let us not forget because Ashton competed at the Kern Open, he is ineligible to be on a national team for a period of one year. That that is how long the ineligibility lasts. So the Kern Open took place on May 12th of this year. So he is ineligible to make a national team until May of next year. So that being said, so that being said, he's gonna be, he's gonna be the national champion, I believe. I believe he will win. That's who I'm picking. Um, but he will be ineligible. So it's not as simple as us just picking the second place person. Again, and it goes into Carpino. 
And that's why these coaches need to be, you know, keeping that in mind versus, okay, I'm going to YOLO on a third deadlift and try to catch somebody, you know what I mean, and realize, hey, you know what, that's totally out of reach. I need to just build my total and try to get a better – So the 93 – so for the 93s, obviously, if they win, is going to – that whole thing's going to take care of itself. But, you know, for those other guys, second, third, or or in this case it would be third, fourth, whatever – Yep. Just have to be aware of, you know, you just do your best day. Don't risk anything. This is nationals is not the meet where you go for PRs. Yep. It's the meet where you just quick, secure quick. the bag. Like just put what you have out there the best that you can. You know, if you lose two and a half kilos on, a, if, if, if you say, if you're like, oh, I had another two and a half, that's fine. Literally that's, that's okay. the amount of, that you lose there. Yeah. You know, especially on the squat compared to what guys are going to miss just trying to mess with you is like so much more. So really at this meet more than any other meet, this is not the meet to chase numbers. This is the meet to just stay in the pocket, you know, do your game, worry about you. If it's time to go for a pull, then you have that option. But, you know, just know what what could happen if if you miss. So a year from May to May, though, uh, but the world's being in June. Um, because team selection takes place before that, you yeah. can't? Well, or yeah, so here's the deal. You have to be eligible at the time of team selection and at the time of competition. So because he is now ineligible right now, yeah. he is not allowed to be on a national team. Uh, got you, got you. Okay, that helps out. Yeah. So, so, that, so that's the deal. So he can win. He can be the national champion. But he will not be able to, to represent the United States in Sweden. And I tell you what, that opens the door for... L.S. McLean to continue the legacy, which we're just going <laughs> to, exactly. which I've just whitewashed yeah, over in 2012. We are never going to mention 2012. Never mention 2012. So, <laughs> so, and to, so, so to Joseph's point, so to Joseph's point again, just for the sake of conversation, let's just say that Ashton does win. I, I think that you're going to get alternates. The alternate selection is going to come either from the 93 class, the 83 uh, kilo class of the 105s, which we're going to get to. That's where I think our alternates are going to come from because their Carpinos are going to be really high. These so let's, let's use that as a segue right now. 105s, another beautiful battle in our midst. Uh, Garrett Blevins, whose arch rival, um, Bryce Lewis, obviously sporting rival, but is not going to be in there. Now, Lewis, defending world champion, defending U.S. champion, bowing out, and we're going to have Garrett Blevins stepping in. Eli Brooks also has a world title under his belt. Ben Rice, who is filling out 105 and becoming a monster to watch out for. Michael Davis, one of Joey Flex's boys, if I'm not mistaken. Very strong kid, young guy. I think he's still a junior. Uh, Garrett Bailey. Who are we thinking here? Who are you guys leaning towards yourselves? Uh, Joseph, I'll take this one first. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, yeah, I got Eli, Eli Brooks is going to win. Um, yeah, Eli, Eli, Eli is going yeah, to win. He's got the biggest deadlift. Uh, he's going to be coached by Jason Tremblay and Ben Escrow. He'll wind up going nine for nine, um, and, and he's going to be able to pull last. So he's got the distinct advantage there. Garrett, obviously, is a subtotal guy. Love Garrett. Um, <laughs> but, 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 I mean, he, he, he has to that, – that's the deal. He, yeah. he, has to, he has to have a huge squat and a huge bench, and he has to make three deadlifts. And so just, you know, if you look at and, – and I love Garrett. If you look at Garrett's resume, he hasn't been able to do that. So, so until Garrett can make a third deadlift – and put together a nine for nine day to push these guys to pull something uncomfortable. 
he's you know what I mean. He's always going to be in, in a tough spot there. So I've got I've got Eli winning. I think that Ben is formidable. I think Ben Rice. I think he's getting a, a, a lot stronger as we've seen. He just doesn't have the bench press. So um, now that being said, if Garrett winds up missing a deadlift, which again he has been prone to do, if Ben goes nine for nine, he could sneak up and take second. But I'm going to go Burks one, Blevins two, and Rice three. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Um, it kind of, you know what? Whenever Matt goes first, it always makes me double check everything. I know. <laughs> That's why we got to make Matt go last. It was, it it was, me. It was so, it was so damn convincing. I know. I had it worked out in my head. Um, okay. So, in here, you know what? You said it in that in terms of Eli gets the pull for the win, and damned if Eli doesn't have a monster deadlift. But Ben Rice is also pulled 800. I just think, like you had said, 800 training, sorry. But I, right. I think, like you said, um, he's lacking the bench right now to keep the subtotal close enough, and I don't think he's going to be able to pull enough. Um, but I'm going to – I'll split, and I'll go, with, I'll go with Blevins to actually put together the day he's capable of but hasn't never done yet. Um, he is would, love, would love to see it, man. Love yeah. to see it. Yeah, I mean, he is a subtotal guy. You hit the nail right on the head, and then he falters. Uh, he's he's got like he's right up there for squat, world record style bench. Uh, you know, go back and forth with that. Um, it's just once dead comes, you load the bar, the bar hits the ground, the rest of the boys pull ahead. Um, I and that's where Eli can definitely. I think it's between Blevins and Eli. I'm picking Blevins. Um, and I think he, he stacks it enough, goes nine for nine, and finally builds that total, and everybody feels great for him. But Eli is a world champion for a reason, my friends. Uh, the guys, once you won a world title, you know exactly how to put together those days. Um, so I'm not over, I'm not looking past Eli, and nor am I looking past Ben Rice, who I think um, he keeps scanning on his bench. I mean, his squat and his deadlift have really frightened me in the last... Uh, training cycle leading to these nationals and he could surprise you as well but i think blevins eli rice my friend and then and then uh your boy david's gonna have a hell of a day too joey what do you think paul number uh, uh this is a tough one for me because i never want to bet against a subtotal guy but you don't because you are a subtotal guy no, no, why no. do you i never bet against deadlift because he's got last pull yeah but I feel like it's usually easier to, as I said, it's usually easier to overextend the deadlift and the last pull than it is to bet against the subtotal. But in this case, and watching his deadlift so many times, I have a hard time going against Burks. You just said that because Matt no, said it. No, like, I You gutless son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a Bryce Lewis guy. As soon as Bryce, as soon as Bryce pulled out, I stopped paying attention to the 105s. Your, your background on your phone is Garrett Blevins, and then Matt gets his little write-up. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I already changed it. That's right. I'm on Team Burke now. That's right. Okay. No, you know what? His deadlift is just absolutely phenomenal. It is a point. Yeah. He's the type of... His deadlift seems like... If he had a load of 900 on the bar, I think he's going to do it, and I think he would pull it. Well, he's gone all the way before. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, yeah. And then, sorry, so you think uh, second, third? I'm going to go Blevins second, Ben Rice third. Okay. Same thing, I think Ben's bench, as much as it's come up lately, it's just not even close to the other guys. And my man, what do you think, Flex? I think um, Eli is going to be really hard to beat. Um, I think Eli... Eli would get first if Garrett has the day that I know he can have. He'll be right behind him, right behind him, like just right there. But I think Eli, I don't think he, I've ever seen him miss a deadlift on strength. It's always his hand. Like he could put, if you put a million pounds on there, he'll, he'll be able to do it. It's just, can he hold it? 
So, you know, you're working against that. And uh, I think Eli won, Garrett, uh, number two, if Garrett has a rough day. I mean, dude, when you squat over seven and bench 510, it's like, you know, that's very hard to beat. Even if you just get 700, you're going to be ahead of a lot of dudes. Um, I think for third, uh, I think my guy Mikey is a lot closer to Ben than people might know. Uh, he pulled 750 at the Arnold very easy. Um, the, the, the illegal part of the Ohio power bar is a huge, is a huge variable. I know we're using a different tie text, so that matters for, for like, yeah. my sumo guys, like, uh, they, we can get so much out of that damn, that damn Ohio bar versus the illegal. So I don't know. Pulls are going to be interesting. Ben's pull is kind of inconsistent on me day. Um, uh, and I just saw my guy over the hook grip and there's so many things. Like, I think, I think, um, Third place is going to be a fight, and, uh, I mean, Ben could – I just looked at Ben's squats, and, I mean, depth is kind of uh, – you know, those hip, hip squatters, those hip-dominant guys, very wide stance, they kick back, anything can happen. So, um, you know, it's going to be a fight. Uh, third, you know, I'm going to say – I'm gonna say Ben misses a squat and and slips on his third pull and Mikey Mikey Mikey's gonna hit like 18 10, 19 10 like I know I know that he's very capable of doing that it's just um, you know uh, I'm gonna go with obviously you know what I know he's gone nine for nine before I'm gonna go with with him over over Ben but if Ben were to get it I wouldn't be surprised yeah uh, you know it's just a lot again this comes down to judging this is yeah. really just gonna be the good either either other could get it's just judging but Eli he's not gonna. He might squat high in training, but on meet day, he's like, he's just, he just, yeah, yeah, he's a champ. He'll rather die before he goes high, you know? Yeah, he's a champ for a reason. Okay, so looking into the 120s, we'll backtrack to the women uh, in a minute, but I think we could dust off the men pretty quick. Only say that because, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to, let me lead in with the 120s whenever you're ready. Sure, sure, go ahead, right? Okay, so um, so Susie and I are, uh, are we're scheduled to coach Dennis Cornelius, and this is this is, uh, and we spoke to Dennis a couple of days ago, and he's officially withdrawing from the competition. Whoa! What the heck? So, and and he, and I spoke to him, and he gave me permission to say that here. He's just got some what? personal. Yes, unfortunately, has some personal things that he has to take care of, and uh, he didn't elaborate, and I didn't ask. So my pick for the one twenties is going to be Tony Harris. Who is very, 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 very similar to David Ricks? Yeah, I believe he's, I believe he's 54 or 55. Uh, he's a KG, very seasoned veteran, uh, equipped lifter, has done raw the past few years. At one point in time, held the open world record in the squat, as you know, and then Dennis took it back. Um, but I'm going to pick Tony because he's, he's very, very consistent. Um, he very rarely misses, and um, I know that his training has been kind of spotty lately because he's in the military and has been out at sea and so forth. But, um, but yeah, that's who I'm picking. I'm picking Tony Harris to win, and he's, what, 54 or 55 years young. So that's, that's my guy, Tony Harris. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even overthink this one because I thought runaway, runaway favorite. Uh, yeah, that well, of course. I mean, that's, that's obviously who we all would have picked. Was, yeah, was like yeah. easy in your sleep, Dennis. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, sure, Harris. Because Tony Tony's got a really big squat. He's he's got he's got a very good deadlift. Obviously, Matt Somer is there, uh, cl- you know, closely behind. It's three fifteen. But but yeah, that's, that's, so the, that's the problem with Matt. And that, so Matt Matt's got a huge squat. 
and a huge and a huge deadlift. Yeah. Um, but but a, but a paltry bench. So and and that's just the way it, just the way it goes. So so, so so no, I mean so that's why I'm picking Tony. And and also Tony is incredibly consistent. He's gonna make eight or nine lifts guaranteed. Yeah, so, I remember uh, Tony. He was at uh, the the Arnold and 2016 Nationals too. I think. He's a he's an OG. He's an OG. He's an absolute oh, he's, freak. He's cover of Powerlifting magazines from like the nineties, man. He's he's been yeah. around forever. You know what's he's, crazy about him is just like he's got a pop, he's got that power belly and he's just got these long limbs and he's just so strong. Dude, I don't know where it comes yeah. from. Well, he's yeah. cracked. He's I see him. So I see him in real life though. He's dude. He's thick. He's like a truck. He's like a Buick. Calm he down. is thick. Don't get me going. Uh, <laughs> I'll go all day about his physique. No, but honestly, uh, yeah, Matt Sumner is a phenomenal squatter. Big bencher, or sorry, deadlifter. Deadlifter, yeah. Small bench. The bench is just, like, I don't know what the shit, it might, like, whether it's just, look, he could eat, someone, the best bench press coach in the world might not be able to do it. It just is what it is. He doesn't like to do it. He doesn't like yeah. to do it. I've handled them many, multiple times before. He just doesn't like it. It's a shame. It's a shame. He just goes kid, in, he does, like, a single, and he's like, ah, I'm good. I'm it's a shame because he's <laughs> all types of gifted with the other lifts. But anyways, that being said, um, yeah, it's it's just not enough. You can't bench like in like a seventy four kilo guy and win in the one twenty. He's gotten away with a lot of like uh, you know, well, and that said, which yeah. is so crazy. That speaks to how phenomenal his squat and dead are. Yeah, he's but, still he's still second on nominated total. On, with, I know that's like the, six lift space. I'm not saying he's not strong, he's just not well rounded, and I think we all agree on that. So you know what? I'll go Harris. Um, I love those old guys that come in there and like the the Ricks, and uh, you never want to go toe to toe with that guy because. Jesse Norris is a popular guy, young, yep. good-looking, jacked up. He's a dude that, you know, would be on all the posters. He goes head-to-head with David Ricks. The whole crowd goes to David Ricks. It's just the way it is when you go get some old guy. It, it, it's the underdog favorite. It's the Rocky situation. Yep. George Foreman scenario kicks in. If you're looking across there, um, I'm going to go Harris. And uh, what do you think, Joey? I think there's probably three for a loop as well with the Dennis I think, bomb. Yeah, I think it's going to be Anthony Harris, Matt Somer, and then, uh, you know, third place could be either Nathan, Jared, or Tristan. Yeah. Um, I've lifted with, when I when I dabble in the 120s, I've lifted with them before. They're pretty strong. Uh, it, like, honestly, it just, I think first and second are kind of up there, you know? Yeah. I think they're just yeah. like ahead. But, um, I mean, I think... Uh, since we already know what's going on with supers, we'll do the women, and then I gotta go. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's get yeah. that in there if that's what you gotta do. Uh, which yeah, one do you want to hit? Because we already know super women as well. So you just want let's get into the eighty fours. Because I guess eighty fours. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys already know what's going on with supers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. We'll hit the supers when you leave. You can say your piece on the eighty four though. Uh, all right. I'll go first. Um, well, I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say too. It's obviously it's going to come down to Daniela and Amanda. You want me to go I don't first, know. or do you or do you want to go first? Are you saying you want to hear what we say first? Or? You, you can go first. You can go first. Okay, okay. Um, here's what here's the way I see this battle unfolding, uh, gentle men. I think Amanda Lawrence, who's turned into an absolute squat phenom, pulls ahead early uh, with the squat, and um, but Daniela is going to be. She's going to be in there as well. They're both squatting over 500. It's going to be relatively tight. But I think Amanda, um, as long as, because here's the one thing when you're young and you're pacing so well in training, it's actually hard to tell where your third should be because you're going, it's sky's the limit. Sometimes you by accident overshoot 
And if you're thinking, hey, 550's there, when it's like, look at 550 will be there, but not yet, that's when you can miss your third, and my gosh, Daniela and her could be neck and neck and squat, as opposed to your one shining moment of taking a bit of a, uh, an advantage goes out the window. That's the only thing that scares me with Amanda with the squat. I think she's a, a, a bigger squatter, but I think the pace she's going is going to be hard for her or her handlers to judge, because I can't tell you either. That being said, Mello's got a, a sizable chunk on bench, and then her pull's big, and I think Mello's the overall you know, she's going to take it. With Amanda, though, having a phenomenal day, nonetheless, surprising people with her squat, she's going to be the talk of the town as well as Daniela. And we have the beginnings of a beautiful rivalry that hopefully blossoms from there. Third place, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, love to see what you fellas say. Who's next? I can go next. Um, I'm pretty much going with the exact same. I think Daniela, Daniela takes it. Unless Matt Just... goes against that. Until, yeah, Matt goes against that, in which case I will side with Matt. Yeah, of course. Because he has, he has his shits. That's right. Yeah, uh, No, I don't, you don't, I, it's hard to bet against the reigning world champion right now. And it's, yeah. and I think Amanda's going to be there. I think her strength is phenomenal. Yeah. But it's just not going to be there quite yet. Not yet. So, Daniela, Amanda, no idea on number three. Yeah, I'm open number three. Go ahead, Joseph. Um, <clears throat> so... I think Daniela benches enough to. I think Daniela benches more than whatever Amanda is going to outsquat Daniela from, and I don't think she's going to outsquat that much more than Daniela. Uh, and then you know Danny can pull like 550. So you know plus Amanda's pulls and training, a lot of them are done with straps. Um, Bar looks like he's got some English to it. Uh, she doesn't look fully locked out. Um, you know, and Daniela is just, I, I'm, I'm way more familiar with Daniela. Obviously I, I work with Sean and I know like, uh, you know, Daniela's training way better. So, uh, I think in, in, in for a top spot, it's going to go to the more complete lifter. I think Amanda's young. I think her time is coming. I think she's going to keep getting stronger. Um, you know, Daniela is the defending champ. She's more experienced. She's very kind of like. Once meet day starts, it's just all lifting time. There's no emotions or anything like that until after. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to – it's hard to bet it, you know, bet against a champ. She's got the bench. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with Daniela. But I think I think Amanda's great, and I think it's good that someone now can push Danny. Uh, and now that now it's going to kind of light a little fire into Danny for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, I, I just mm, – we'll see. You know, it, anything can happen. So Danny can miss the third squat. And then they're tied, and then it could be something crazy. But uh, uh, I'll be in that session. It'll be good. It'll be crazy. Do you have a Do you have an, a suggestion for third, or, or are you kind of like I us? I, I, I do not know. Um, okay, so Alicia Webb is uh, I believe that's who it is. She's very strong. I believe she inquired a while back, but I was busy, so I think she ended up working with Sean. And I know. Um, Am I thinking about the right girl, or am I thinking about a super? No, at least just, just scratch what I'm saying. Is that the right one? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. no I'm thinking. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking about um, not Alicia Copper. So Copper's a super, uh, but I I don't think anybody's gonna touch Bonica. So yeah, just yeah. forget what I said. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Danny's gonna get it. Matt, you, you your turn. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. I I. I agree with with everything that you just said, Joseph. Uh, Daniela is 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 the is the open world champion. Uh, she's definitely the more complete lifter. Uh, she has all the pressures on her though. 
All the pressure is on her. Amanda is the up-and-coming lifter. Susie and I are going to be helping Amanda along with her coach, uh, Cole Warren, and I'm, and I'm picking Amanda. Um, if, if, I were, if I were a betting man, I would put my money on Daniela for the same reasons that you said. However, uh, Susie and I are going to be helping Cole Warren, uh, uh, Amanda's coach, and we're going to be in the back there. And uh, we're teaming up with them, and so I'm picking Amanda. I think I think that the, I think that either one of these girls could miss a squat, unfortunately, on depth. I think occasionally, sometimes their depth is a little suspect. Uh, like you said, Danielle is going to regain a sizable lead on the bench, and it's going to come down to a third pull. And I agree with everything that you said um, in terms of the deadlifts. But again, I'm just I'm just put, picking Amanda. I think that Amanda is going to put uh, some of the mental issues that she's had behind her and put together a nice package and I'm, and I'm picking her to win on that on the final deadlift you know what um and I we also and amanda also has the lot number advantage i'm just letting you know that right now so so when they're when they're pulling when they're pulling at the end um that that's going to be a big thing and the american record uh, chip in the squat is going to be a factor as well so um i do feel better that with what i said earlier about uh amanda being like with her progress and it's hard to gauge um, the better you you handling her because I know you're thinking the same thing. You're gonna be like, look, at, yep. like she might say 550, and you might say we don't need 550, and we don't need we need to build off the yeah. squat. Whatever Amanda's chances are are gonna be built on that squat. If she goes three sure. three, and let's say Daniela tries to chase on squat, if Daniela misses and you hit. Like you, your your you, your fight is built in the squat. It's definitely not one of those battles that could be very much decided in the squat. And I know you know that, so I feel better um, because it, you could easily see like someone gets so much momentum in a in a lift, they get too confident they can't. If they if they squat neck and neck though, it's like yeah. Yeah, just, and, and, and also to be to, just to be clear and not to steal anybody's thunder, Susie and I are definitely helping out Amanda, but we're going to be there more in the position of consultant. Uh, Cole Warren is her coach. Cole knows, Cole knows what he's doing, but he, he wanted some help, and so he reached out to me um, because he realized that he's never been in a situation like this where he's going to have Amanda fighting neck and neck with a world champion, and he didn't want to make a mistake. And yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. We're there just to make sure that no mistakes are made. Uh, I'm not going to overstep our boundaries. We're going to let him kind of, you know what I mean? But but we're also going to put in our two cents. And yeah. so, you know, as Joseph said, I'm, I'm telling you, the first... If I were him, I, I would first, just let you do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would too. I would, I would, I would, I would back away. <laughs> the, 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 the first person who misses the lift is going to be your loser. Yeah. You know so what? That's, the, beautiful that's thing, the beautiful thing, too, what Joey said is um, it's so refreshing... Even if like even if Daniela ends up winning, it's refreshing. Amanda emerged yeah. to push, and this is what the sport needs. Previously, Daniela could like walk in eighty fours like a like a Bonica situation, and it, it not to take any away from Bonica, but sports. I don't show up to watch a basketball game, and it's one team winning by fifty points, and I walk away like that was entertaining. It wasn't. I don't. I don't, I don't want to watch football. You know what I mean? Where it's like a. 30 point spread you're like this sucks right. you need yep. this otherwise like like um daniela even though it makes a little more anxiety for the time after the fact when you look back if daniela wins or amanda wins you both look back and be like i'm glad you were there it's yep. anxiety leading up to but it's better for everybody um and that's when everybody remembers you uh joey do you got you gotta go my friend yeah i just wanted to say something real quick um yeah. you know 
It's like with Ray, now that Blaine is equipped. Um, the only time Ray really has anyone to kind of get him fired up or kind of like where he sees another threat is like Worlds. But even then, it's like, uh, so, you know, I always wonder, when are we going to get someone to push Ray? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Jazza can push him, but I still think Ray is like way more complete. Yep. Um, you know, plus, I mean, Ray's got Matt, so it's like, you know, it's very hard to find a super that can uh, compete with him. So I think there's very few classes now that aren't, that don't have, uh, uh, you know, a, someone to push them. I think 74s would kind of have a gap right now. But, um, yeah, yeah, agreed. But, yeah, it's definitely better for the sport to have competition. I just want to say, um, you know, thank you guys for having me on. Matt, it's always great to see you. Great to, yeah. you know, see you next week, right, end of next week. Yes, sir. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good old, you know, good old Nationals like it always is. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to watch the uh, Conor McGregor fight. This oh, week, hell yeah, but of course, think, sir. But really quick before I go, I think... Yeah, let's Khabib do that, too. Gonna, I think Khabib is, is, is just, like, just Russian killer. And yeah. I think McGregor's going to have to put him to sleep with a big hit. Otherwise, he's just going to get wrestled and worn down and get tired and die. So I love that you're doing picks for the UFC, too. Why not? Why not? And whatever else sports are going on this weekend, let's let's hammer it all in. Let's cover it. I love it, Joey. I need my fantasy, I need my fantasy yeah. football pool. Pick that's, as well. right, that's right. Listen, Joey, I love having you on, dude. Thank you for uh, sharing the time. Love to have you back again uh, down the road. Keep in touch as usual. And good luck with all your lifters, sir. All righty. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you, later. Have a good one. Um, so, um, looking at, uh, we, we had already mentioned, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'll take Alicia Webb at, in third place at, at 84. Is that right? Okay. Y- yep. Um, I will too. So, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no, no kidding, Paul. <laughs> like, you, he didn't finish this sentence and you already had your hand up. Yes, Paul, we know. Um, 84 kilo, 84 plus, I mean, Monica Brown, obviously, uh, of course. Up yep. is going to take that. Rounding it off, I'm familiar with Sarah Brenner. Um, not familiar with too many more of the others. Um, I'm, I'm assuming Sarah's in there somewhere. She's, she's mad strong. I see her on Instagram anyways. But Bonica Brown, she's just, you know, it's, it's that such, she needs her Amanda Lawrence to step up. Uh, and, and it's going to be a big ask because, my God, she's an a, a extremely strong woman. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 Bonica all the way. I mean, there's there's nobody who's even in the same galaxy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she's that she's she's gonna win. And I think you're looking at the same situation with the 120 pluses. You know, I'm I'm Ray's coach. Um, one one interesting caveat to to Ray's session is he's in a very small flight, and so uh, there's only gonna be eight lifters in his flight, and that's gonna take its toll. So. Uh, I've spoken to Ray. His tra- his training has looked fantastic. Uh, he's v- he's very healthy and he's very strong. But um, he's also uh, you know as you know he's a college football coach, and so he has a he has an away game the day before. So he's actually flying into Spokane that Sunday and doesn't arrive until about 12:30, and then is going to be competing a few hours later. So it's going to be an issue of how much uh, you know. How much of a how much of a toll is that travel going to take on him, as well as the fact that he's in a short flight? So it's 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 you know you're always confronted with one of those situations where do we just go ahead and secure the W, you know, which is all that's necessary yeah. uh, for him to him to make the team, and 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 so you know logic would tell you yes, you know what, just secure the W. By the same token, this man has trained very very hard, and is and is ready, and wants to to put out a good showing. 
And so I think, you know, we're going to take it as the day comes to us and we're going to see how he responds to that travel and, um, and what his body weight is like. And that, that, that always plays a factor as well. I know that it's been hard for him being on his feet, coaching out in the heat down in uh, Mississippi. So, uh, you know, th- these are just some of the factors. But, I mean, clearly, you know, raise the man to beat, and he's going he, he's gonna, to, you know, win again. So what, what scares me, the only thing that scares me that I've just heard is, I mean, I had a buddy the other day whose flake got delayed yep. a bunch yep. of hours, and he, you may not even make it. Like, that scares me right now, there. I, I know we've we've had the discussion, and he's fully aware, and and we've he's looked at flights out of every single airport imaginable, uh, and it just cannot happen that Saturday night because it's an away game, and by the time the game's over, he just cannot get a flight into Spokane. And he has to be there to the he, game. He yes, he he's he's the defensive line coach at Itawamba Community College, and so he he just he cannot miss the game, and so and I mean all in sick. That yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> and end up on the live stream. And end up on the live stream. And end up on ESPN again because he hits whatever the hell. Uh, that's a problem, right? That's right. So, so that yeah, definitely I mean, plays a big. Yeah, we're, we're we're fully aware. I mean, that's that's the hand he's been dealt, and and so this is how he's going to play his cards, and and we're just keeping our fingers crossed for a for an on-time flight and an on-time arrival. Because even just time change and things like that can affect you. It's factors. I mean, if nothing else, it makes it more interesting because he is, with all due respect to the rest of the pack, and I'll run quick a couple of the other fellas and the rest of the pack, uh, he's so far ahead, it it might even make it a little more spicy, a little more interesting, and just make Matt handle him, you know, a little little more precise. Uh, We're a little more conservative. But he's got Matt handling him, so there's probably not going to be too much um, craziness going on. But talk about some of these other fellas. Joseph Pina... Um, a yep. junior took a silver at the world championships. Phenomenal squatter. Uh, just all types of strong in the squat. Um, Jason Mike on the flip side. So Joseph Pina, phenomenal squatter junior. Jason Mike, phenomenal bench presser master. Actually broke the open world record. He had been chasing that record as long as I've been following him on Instagram. Feel good story where the older gentleman in the Masters breaks the open world record and it takes guts to put those hashtag world record, hashtag world world record. When you're in your 40s and um, so far, I mean, years been chasing it. And, you know, sometimes you put yourself out there just for people to be like, yeah, where's that world record, yeah. bud? I've been reading these hashtags for years. Hit it in Calgary at the World Championships, no less. Had him on the show. He's got an amazing story himself. Um, yeah. So two guys to watch. They're not going to press Ray, but in their own respects, they're going to put on a hell of a show in the squat and then the bench press as well. And um, I think that uh, and Higa, also a master, um, you know, I think that pretty much rounds it off for some of the guys that I want to mention. Uh, how about yourself, sir? Well, I mean, yeah, you, regardless of anything, you don't go against Ray. Yeah. I, you don't Jason, talk on Superman's Jason, cape, yeah. and you don't try to beat Ray Williams in a freaking <laughs> Mr. Athletic, Mr. Athletic over anything's going to be fun to watch, so yeah. it's going to be fun to see what he puts up on bench. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what Joseph Pena puts up on squad. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a kid that's pushing towards that 1,000-pound barrier as well. Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second, because there is a discussion point. How far can Joseph Pena push his squat, and do you think he's going to squat 1,000 be the youngest man ever to hit 1,000? I think he will eventually. I, I mean, what, what, I'm trying to remember what he squatted at Worlds. Like, I don't he think he'll, I don't think he'll hit a thousand now. I, I agree there. Not yeah, now. If not yet. Sounded, it sounded like I was saying not no, yet. No. But I think I do think in his because he's young, he's still a junior. I would be shocked if he never. Ma- I know it peters off at the I, top of your growth. I think he's going to hit a thousand, and I think he'll be the youngest man to do it. That's fine. I think so as well. Because I think he's into the 900s right now. 
Yeah, he squatted four four twenty five and a half at Worlds, which is nine thirty eight. Yeah. So I mean, I'd be surprised if he doesn't hit somewhere in that you know uh, nine fifty nine range, nine sixty four, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and then if you just for comparability, I mean Kelly Britton, uh, silver medals of the Worlds, his all time best was nine seventy. Phenomenal yeah. squatter himself. Yeah. He's been chasing a thousand pounds himself, and God, right. I hope he gets it. Um, but um, yeah, I think Pino will be the youngest man ever to hit a thousand pounds, which is obviously nothing to scoff at. That's phenomenal. Hopefully, ESPN picks up that story because uh, they know those kind of stories. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to see, and I think we'll see some more big benches from Jason Mike. And I'm assuming you're going to have Ray Williams open, uh, and then Jason Mike will go as a master, and Pena go as a junior, and then you have a pretty good American field for the super heavyweights in terms of junior, open, and master. Pena's uh, in, uh, he's registered for both. Is he's he? Yeah. registered for open, but. And, and I'm assuming Mike's probably, because he's defending world champion for master. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and he, he hit a world record, uh, a master world record squat and master world record total. So I'll take Mike second and I'll take Pena third. Yeah. yeah. I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'm going to probably champion that. Um, I will you know, also, kind of, I'm also going with what Matt said. But, <laughs> but, um, but looking at this, I mean, it, like, it's so intriguing. Here's the intriguing battle is second and third because you do have the young gun who's on the rise, uh-huh. and then you got the older cat and with a phenomenal story, man. This guy, when we had him on the podcast, phenomenal story. Older guy, been around. It's it's youth, young blood versus the old guard. It's I like I love those kind of matchups. Sometimes the runaway favorite, that's fine, is gonna do his thing. But on the rest of the podium, you have some interesting battles, and I love when it's generations apart. Like Jason Mike could be this young; he's old enough to be that man's dad. They're about to go toe to toe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's gonna be a great battle. Um, yeah, and 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 I'm I'm assuming uh, so the only problem with Pena going forward with the worlds. So I think Jason Mike and Ray Williams both heavy favorites to be world champions as well. But Dan DePena doesn't have the big ordeal to go against Luke Richardson. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, oh, that's yeah. a tough draw, that's, that's a tough draw that's, my that's friend. That's a tough draw to go against. That is a tough draw. And then Pavlov will be there, or Pavlo will be there as well. Another huge tough draw. Um, but if Pena can get keep rising that squad, who knows? But, uh, yeah, and I think there you go. So is there any other notes we should say looking back at these nationals? We're approaching the two-hour mark. Nicely done, gentlemen. I thought... Should this be two podcasts? Can we get two? 90 minutes is the usual. Two hours is fine. But when you start getting three hours, people click and they see three hours. They're like, ah, come on, man. I don't got all day. But um, we did good, gentlemen. We moved through pretty well, even though there's four of us talking, making picks. Um, sure. is, there, is there any other highlights or anything we think we should throw out there? Or looking forward towards the world championships? I think that's it, man. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I think we covered it. I know you, yeah, that, that's right. We definitely covered the highlights. I think it's going to be exciting. I can't, I mean, it's going to be the biggest raw nationals ever. Yeah. Um, usually you get about a 10% dropout rate, just attrition. So, you know, the, the total roster was at 1204. I suspect there'll be at least a hundred, 120 who don't come or don't make it because of injury or what have you, but still, it's going to be a huge competition. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of live stream action and just super excited for the opportunity. 100%, yeah. my friend. And um, you know what? Go over and over this with a fine-tooth comb with you gentlemen. My goodness, is the U.S. team going to be stacked? Yeah. It's, as it always is, it is going to be stacked. I can't wait to see it. Um, and then when the, maybe I would love to have you on again uh, for, for um, Arnold Classic preview. 
as well sure. as um, when the national team starts getting selected and we can maybe discuss, you know, like here's who we got and hopefully we can see who we're going up against with the U.S. national team and uh, obviously the world championship preview right around the corner. Talk to the IPF. I should be commentating that one, so it should be a blast. And, um, yeah, until then, my friend, so listen – Matt, thank you for coming on here. It really helped Paul out with a lot of picks. It did. I mean. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, though, honestly, um, with all due respect, you're probably head and shoulders above all of us when it comes to scouting, so you were definitely the number one guy, um, and you break it down. Not just bringing the picks, though, but bringing some big news with Dennis. Like that's, Yeah, like he's got the inside yeah. scoops and the whole nine, and for listeners, that's exactly what it is, man. How many listeners are in Paul's, poor Paul's position um, and being like, I'm not sure who to pick. Well, here we go. And where are the battles? And here's the scoop, right? So that's the big point of this. And you brought it in folds, my friend. Good luck with the uh, with handling everybody. Um, Thank you so much. You got yourself in the middle of some battles, I'm sure. And you'll have some stories to tell. Maybe we'll have to have you on to hear some of these stories. Thanks for coming on, my friend. As always, keep in touch. All right. Thanks. Take care, guys. See you, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was waiting for him to go for myself as well. <laughs> there was a lot of times. I, like, I went against him a couple times, just for the sake of. But it was the man came with scouting sheets. How can you go against scouting sheets? You know what? He like when it comes to scouting, this is literally his business. Uh, not only on the personal level yeah. for his athletes, but like on he's got to scout for everyone at national level, everyone at the world level. I've talked to him and seen him. The guy, I'm not joking, has files on lifters. He knows I your percentages. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if he had measurements. He had measurements, He's my got friend. chest size, quad size. Yeah, he knows, man. Look, at this guy broke up with his girlfriend. I yeah. see it on Instagram. He's, it's not doing well. Whatever. Yeah. He knows about it, and, he, and he's going to be he's gonna be using it. Um, no, but honestly, the guy is the king of scouting. Um, he can crunch numbers, and actually at the world championship level, and probably at the national level as well, but I know for the world... He would, when we sat down, he had folders on guys and was like, when it comes to third dead, this guy 33% of the time gets his last dead. If we push him, even though I think he's stronger, you push him, he's going to overshoot. And he like knows these, yeah. statistically speaking, what's the best predictor of the future? Look at the past. You want to look at the past, this guy's got a dossier on you, okay? I don't care if you're ranked fifth or 105th, he probably knows about you. So we're, not, we're, like, not, we're not even ranked. He's probably, he, he's probably he, got a file on me now. He, he's got a file. Listen, he's like Santa Claus. He's got his list. <laughs> he checks it twice. He knows what you're at. So uh, you can't lie. The men, men want lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. Numbers don't. So this guy's the truth, ultimate truth teller. Um, so yeah, love having both of these gentlemen on. Um, and Joey, I love putting him in the situation of trying to pick between Sean and oh, Russell. Like it's fun. See him squirm. Watching him squirm but, for 30 minutes. It's yeah. <laughs> but honestly, uh, I mean, because yeah, Joey's a, like, he is obviously one of the premier coaches in the world today. And um, you can tell by scanning over his roster. And unfortunately, for fortunately and unfortunately, so your blessing of being one of the best coaches in the world is you got athlete to athlete head up matches. And... Uh, it is what it is. It yep. makes for amazing makes... drama for us, for like all viewers. It's not, you know, it's it's just another storyline. Whenever I do commentating, I look for storylines. Whenever I do podcasts, you got to look for storylines to make it interesting. And this one just falls in your lap and it's a beautiful Oh, you know, line. regardless of how that, or I should say, yeah, no, regardless of how all that situation plays out, people are going to be talking about and analyzing oh, Sean yeah. versus Russell for weeks for if it's months tight, after. If it's a tight one, unless like some yeah. guy went one for three. But if it's a tight one... 100, oh, 100%. People are going to be analyzing this. And 
if it's like an Ashton LS situation where one guy deads and he's his last dead pushes the other man and whether or not he pushes him enough comes down to his last dead. And it's like the LS Ashton situation from last year. If somebody deads and it looked, oh, my friend, you had a few more kilo left. The other guy deads, he had no more kilo left. You should have pushed. All eyes on Joey. And yep. God damn it, it's not my fault. You know, it just makes it, it's just tough. It's tough. I, I was going to say, if we get into that situation, you're going to see on the live cast, Russell and Sean just coming out with their own numbers at the very last yeah. day. Like, <laughs> no, it's uh, and Joey's just in the back, just sitting on a chair, rocking well, back and forth. I think for, for an extent, um, he just got to have a conversation with these fellas and just be point blank. Do you have five kilo? Do you have seven and a half? Yeah. If, if you're the guy who's got to go second leave last. It, leave it in the hand of the lifter. Yeah, to an extent. Just be like five or seven and a half. If you're deading second last, you're not pulling for the win. You're just, you're guessing what it is. If you're deading last, it's a no-brainer. We're pulling for the win. So, yeah. so Joey doesn't even have to have the conversation. It's the guy who's pulling second last. It'll be, um, what do you think you have to put on to push the guy more than he can do? Do you have five in you or do you have seven and a half? Don't overshoot is my only advice I could give you. You got to make that decision. Yeah. And I think if Joey does that, like Joey, you know, he's simplifying it, saying to an extent, like we just got to see on the day. But it is true. If he plays it like that, nobody can be mad at him. Yeah. Like, that's the way you got to And the fact is, the fact that he's handling both these guys and both these guys have already bought yeah. into hand him handling, clearly yeah. they're not worried about any no. bias or anything and else. It, they know that he's going to get the most out of them on that day. And they'll have the discussions. Joey said, yeah. Look, do you do you want to pull for gold or do you want to settle for silver? And maybe that day it changes and you have it real quick. You got 60 seconds. My friend, are you pulling for gold or are you pulling for silver? Let me know right now. I can tell you what the what the spread is. And if the spread's too great and you say silver, fine. It makes the job easier. If yep. the spread isn't too great and you say gold, we'll have another quick conversation. Do you have five or seven more kilo in you? And then, so two questions. It's down to two questions in 60 seconds, and that's what it'll be from Joey. And that's all he's going to for. And if he plays it straight like that and puts it on the lifter, just let me know. I'll put it in exactly as you call it. And that's really the only time he has to worry is the second last deadlift. Yep. Beyond the second last deadlift, and, it's, it's fine. And we're talking like these guys are both going to go eight for nine, and it's going to come down to the last pull. But, I mean, it's... That's, that's the best that's, possible scenario yeah. watching-wise, but... It's yeah, you're right. fairly unlikely on day of. Day of could be a, a whole a mess, and sometimes it makes it even more exciting. Yeah. Because it's a mess for everybody, and everybody gets a little dare to... Jesus Christ. Just the fuck. Uh, okay, this, uh, this, this, this is bad. All right, and on that... That's Paul Moran's and Lift Lab. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Six Pack Lab, thanks a lot for tuning in, and um, by all means... Post us in the Instagram stories. We'll repost it. Tell everybody. Give us high ratings. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Goodbye.